What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Stick Talk podcast. We're here at Grand Cathedral Cigars. Um, a couple of the past episodes haven't been here, so it's good to be back and uh, here with a really special guest. Uh, night after, day after the Client Ascension event, which was last night, which was super dope. So thanks for flying out, first off. And uh, this is going to be a really cool conversation with Nick Burge, who's got... One of the craziest stories, the, the thing I always tell people about you, Nick, is like when you join Client Ascension, there's always like the chatbot that's like, introduce yourself. And someone's like, oh, hey, guys, I'm, you know, so-and-so. I do email marketing or whatever, and, and that's it. Yeah. You wrote like a book, dude, yeah. and ex like exposed your entire life story, like super vulnerably about like your past, what you didn't like, what you did like, yeah. and where you're going. And like right away, I'm like, dude, who is this guy? Yeah. Like, I want to know more about him, learn from him, help him if I can. Yeah. And, and so that, that's always what I go back to. Yeah. And so I'm excited for this opportunity to interview you. Appreciate it. Learn that. more about your story. <coughs> get into some of the philosophy stuff sure. that I really uh, enjoy hearing from you about. And yeah, just kind of digging in. Yeah, dude. I remember that. I like writing out my story. I'm like naturally a writer. So I can just like shit out a 2000 word essay like really quickly. And it's not hard for me. So when I joined CA... Um, which you guys should join CA client ascension <laughs> like call to action like 997 with like by now by now yeah so anyways um yeah I like I joined and I've I've been in an, enough masterminds and groups that I think that the problem that most people have is people don't want to own the truth because they just want to act like everything's okay you don't fucking get anything if you act like everything's okay so mm -hmm. I think being very vulnerable and just owning the truth like at that time I was kind of struggling with cash flow a little yeah. bit like I would have these huge months. And I'd be like, oh, fuck, I just like pulled in like 60 grand. Awesome. And the next month, it's like 10. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> I mean, so like it averages out to what, 35K each. Yeah. But I realized that like, okay, it's because of your deliverability, your offer. Like I would come in and do these huge build outs for people where I'd like build out your entire marketing system. Like the VSLs. Everything. Like and it'd be, it would take so long that, yeah, of course the fucking, the, the revenue spikes like that. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of what I got from CA is it needs to be more scalable. And so I can do that stuff, but that I need to also have services that are just like, I could just pump out. Yeah. So there was a lot of good stuff just for scaling and just, you know, to kind of fix some issues in my business. And then also like, I just love like a good community. And that's one thing you guys actually have curated very well is a good community of just people that like I actually want to talk with. Cause there's a communities I'll join where it's just like, Dude, everyone's just trying to pitch you shit. Like I've been, I've joined Slack communities where someone will then immediately hit me up and start talking to me about fitness goals. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm thinking that it's like a part of the program, yeah. right? Like, oh, I have my own personal coach. No, this dude's just trying to pitch me. This, every single time the Slack introduction happens, he just pitches the person right away. Yeah. And I was just like, well, this is fucked. So yeah. I appreciate the fact that you guys have a, a solid community that is just like, Well, good. the thing about communities, right, is like, we can influence it in some way, but then the actual members and participants like yourself take it to where it's really supposed totally. to go. And so it's finding the right people. And this actually kind of leads into the first question I want to start with. We're going to go all over. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> because that's just kind of how our conversations have always gone so far. But where I want to start with you is there was like a really important decision that had to be made what, last year in business, you're doing business, you're making good money, and you decided that this isn't something that you wanted to continue. Was that last year or two years ago? When you really just, you, you yeah. took like a four or five month hiatus? Yeah, it was, oh my goodness, I think it was maybe close to a year and a half ago at this point. So basically, like, what ended up happening is, so I, uh, I had a friend who I went to go visit in, uh, I think it was Palm Beach. 
Palm Beach is right. That's where like uh, yeah. Mar-a-Lago is at. Okay, so yeah. I was there. And, was your uh, friend Donald Trump? No. no. Be, Nick, it's going to be a great opportunity. <laughs> I would love for you to come in. We're going to make America great again. No, no, it wasn't that. That would have been sick, bro. That's like, if I could work with Trump, Writing that would be... for Trump. Yeah, dude, if I could run the newsletter for Trump. Oh, my God. That'd be amazing. That's like a dream. But uh, no, like I, um, I had a friend out in Palm Beach and I went out literally just to visit him. Like I just wanted, we had talked back and forth on Facebook, um, had a couple calls. Like we connected, uh, I think he was a CMO for a company that I like worked with and then he left. And so I really enjoyed my conversations with him. And so I went out to um, Palm Beach to meet up with him and he basically was uh, kind of like COOing for a, um, a dating offer. And I decided, you know what, like after he explained everything to me and pitched me on it, he was like, we need a CMO. Like we need someone to handle all the copy, all the marketing systems, all the execution. Like we have someone who can build out the systems. All we need is the ideas. Like that's what we need. And uh, he showed me the entire funnel and I was like, how much are you guys doing a month right now? And they're like, oh, like around 100K a month. And I was just like looking at it. I was like, oh my God, you guys could be at 250 or like 300, like that. And he was like, why? I'm like, well, just your shit sucks. Like (laughs) it's not, it's the messaging, first of all. Like I'm watching the messaging and part of it was like, get laid with any girl, close any girl. I'm like, you're appealing to dumbasses. I'm like, show me your lead flow. And so they show me all the applications. I'm like, deli worker, bus driver, Christian Bonnier. I never worked at a fucking deli. So so you get like all these dummies. Why? Because your messaging's like the genesis of what you get. And I'm like, if you- I see that copy, I'm like. Oh shit! Yeah, it's the it's the, it's the, it's the McConaughey. McConaughey. He's like trying to <laughs> grab onto one. his wallet as it's like leaving <laughs> his pocket. He's like, no, but they're trying to sell like a fucking seven thousand dollar program or a five thousand dollar program, and it's like you really think they're gonna? No, you need to appeal to that that language, right? And yeah. so much better one. And they're saying like land seven dates a week. Oh my god, like seven <laughs> dates a week? Like that's that's insanity. How about one date a week and find a girlfriend? Now, all of a sudden, we're getting doctors. We're getting, like, the people we actually want yeah. that can afford the shit. So he pitched me on it. I was like, all right, cool. I came in. I fixed the VSL. I fixed the messaging. And it was a team effort. Yes, I'm going to take 70% of credit, okay? <laughs> like, I won't take all of it, but I will take a lot of it. And I'll at least give a, a good majority of it to the COO as well because he was one of the most phenomenal operators I've ever been around. I love him to death. Alan is just, like, he's a stud. And, uh, you know... I was in this company, right? And so the guy, I don't want to, I don't want to say names and stuff. So I don't need to like go into depth on yeah. who it was, just because I don't, I don't like like talking shit. At the end of the day, it was just like we just didn't vibe. The guy that was the face of this company, um, the guru, and uh, you know, dude, I to understand how to write for a company, I find myself needing to immerse myself in someone's material. And so yeah. at that time, like you know, I had had some success in in you know whatever, if you want to call it like hooking up or whatever, like meeting girls, doing all that. But um, I was like, I got to get really fucking good at this if I want to be able to write for this. And so I went through all the material and just went super deep in that world. And like, I mean, you said yesterday, the riz rolls off me, basically. (laughs) That's a muscle, though. Like, I trained the fuck out of that muscle to just be a charismatic individual who just can, I can just command presence. And I know instantly what are, what are call signs or like what's a, what's a signal that like interested, non interested, high interest, low interest. Like, what is the signal of high interest? 
I mean, yesterday. Asking like, for a friend. Yes, yesterday you kind of <laughs> saw it where it's like the girl just like comes over yeah. to you, right? She's looking at you, like she comes over, like and just boom, there you go. That's it. Like one in the hand is worth more than two in the bush. So it's just end on that, right? Like don't you don't need to go and try and push it further. It's very easy to see that. Um, but what ended up happening is basically like I went so deep into this world of pickup that um, you know I was act- I didn't like I didn't take time. You know, at the time like fucking whatever, twenty two. Uh, I didn't really have time to think through like my morals around dating. Yeah. You know, when you yeah. think about it, like your parents having a sex talk with you, they never really had a sex talk. It was like this happens, and a man <laughs> loves a woman, and like that's that. They didn't like actually explain to you like there's a lot of spirituality around sex. Like there's a lot of exchanged energy that happens there. You don't want to exchange energy with someone that's not a like a, a solid, stable foundation of a person. And so you know, I was just like running through girls and just doing like whatever it was just to have a, a bodily pleasure basically. And I got really good at it. Like to the point where it was like every single day of the week, like I became the fucking seven days a week, the dates, right? <laughs> Cause it was just, I wake up right for six hours, go like meet up with someone. I would either do the dating apps or I would go and like meet up. And uh, if someone can tell, they're like, okay, this is like the story's peaking. There's going to be a climax here in a moment. <laughs> so what ended up happening is I felt like something's off right? This doesn't make sense. I don't feel good about myself. And um, it was this one night I was, maybe an afternoon, but I was with this girl who I had, I'd liked her quite a bit. Like we were, we were hanging out a lot and uh, she was at my place and one thing leads to another. And then, you know, <laughs> she's like, she just passed out on the couch and I'm just like sitting there and we're done. And I was just like, hmm. So she's completely out. And I grabbed a blunt and I lit the blunt and I was just sitting there smoking it. And all of a sudden, I just started having, like, a massive panic attack. I was just like, what's going on, man? Like, I don't feel good. And I just broke down crying right there. Like, just uncontrollably just crying. I was like, what the fuck is going on? And I go to the bathroom because I was like, this girl's like, can't ever, like, walk, wake up. And she's just like, what the fuck are you doing, right? Like, just, like, on the ground crying, she's like, basically. Damn, was that good? Yeah, was that good? <laughs> it was the best ever. No, no. So I, I go to the bathroom, and I look in the mirror, and the first thing, instantly that came to my head was you do not know God right now. God is so distant from you and you've completely strayed. Cause it's like, if you look at the definition of sin and all biblical scholars will agree on this, sin is not like naughty, naughty, bad boy. Sin is separation. You've separated from God. And so I separated. I didn't, I wasn't, there was no morals that I was operating with. It was just like, fuck around and find out, like just have fun. Right. And, uh, you know, at that moment, I remember looking in the mirror and just being like, I don't even know what God is. Like I have my definition of God, but I feel like I'm so distant from him. I don't understand it. I don't have like a connection right now with it. And, uh, you know, at that time I was spending a lot of money. I was doing stupid shit. Like I had a, a 911 Carrera 4S. I had a stupid car, I had a rocket ship. Like <laughs> it was just girls, car, drugs, and just money. And I, I mean, I was making more money than I ever made in my life. And this is like the natural progression that I see a lot of guys th- go through. You make a lot of money. You've never made that much money before in your life and you get lost in the sauce. And I 100% got lost in the sauce. And so what I ended up doing was like a few days after that, after a lot of like deep reflection, I sold my car because I felt like the car was a symbol for that phase of my life. And I, I wanted to make a very clear point. I'm done with this. I don't want to do this. So I sold that car and uh, I got like, I mean, I still have a nice car. It's like a Jeep Wrangler in 392. <clears throat> You're into that. It's a V8. It's a absolute monster. Do you guys play Halo when you were kids? Yeah. Do you remember the Warthog? Yep. I have a Warthog. Nice. Basically, <laughs> what it is. It's super sick. Um, but I just didn't want to have this like flashy, flashy thing, you know? Yeah. Um, to the people that know that car, it's like sick. But most people just think I'm driving a Jeep, right? So I, um, I ended up 
asking myself, okay, if I were to figure out God, what does that look like? Right. And so it was like, all right, probably religion. Like you should probably go figure it out that way. And there was this uh, Orthodox church that I was going to in Phoenix. And I was talking every single Monday and every single Sunday. I mean, I'd go to the service for Sunday, but Monday I'd meet up one-on-one with the father at that church. And uh, I'll never forget the quote that he told me, which I think just kind of summarizes this and puts it in a bow, right? Um, He said that truth is one and perception is many, and this is the devil's playground. And so perception, the gray area, right? Our opinions and everything, that's uh, that's the devil's playground. And... I feel like I had been playing around the devil for, for quite a bit because it's like, ooh, this is fun, right? This is, this is enticing. And it's just at that moment, I was like, okay, I have no like moral guidelines. There's no like SOPs for my morals <laughs> at all. Like I don't have that. So I, uh, I just took, I, I ended up leaving the dating company because like, I don't like this. This is not like dating offers. Like we're just teaching guys how to, yeah. how to talk to girls. You're not. You're teaching guys how to lie, how to be able to say what the girl wants to hear. And ultimately, it doesn't like, sure, there's a girl that's just like, she wants to have sex. She's going to have sex, right? She doesn't feel any way about it. She's excited about it. She wants to do it, right? But then there's girls that will actually say like, oh, man, like, I don't, I don't feel good about this. Like, oh, I'm, I get really attached. I'm not going to feel good or anything like that. Like, that's a girl who probably should not be doing that. And you have the right lines to say, right, to calm her down. You know what to do. You know how to escalate. Like, that's what majority of that industry is. I feel like it's just, like, teaching you the right thing to say rather than how to just be the right man. Mm. And so I decided to leave the industry, or I decided to leave that company. By the time I left, I'd grown them up to, like, 250 grand a month. So I, like, 2.5 their business. And that was, uh, I think it was a very powerful experience because, one, it showed me the power of my focus. If I focus all of my energy in one direction, because up until then, I had been, like, multiple clients. They were my only client. And so I had gone all in on them. I blew their business up, but it also helped me understand that like, I can be that man if I need to be him. If I need to be super charismatic, I can turn it on. Like it helped me with that, but I had to swing in one direction, right? All the way in this direction of like no morals to going like super strict morals, right? Being like Orthodox, going to Christianity, going to Islam, like going to all these religions to try and like control myself to then balance it out, to end up in the middle where it's like, okay, clear guidelines on how to live life, like do no harm, right? That doesn't mean I need to do all these little rituals and everything mm. like that. So it's a, it was a very powerful experience, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's something that I just wish more guys, like they need to experience it, right? To taste it. But what, what the downside is that once you taste it, once you go into it, it's very easy to get lost in it. Yeah. And yeah. you know, you have, I know 40 year old guys who are children still, you know, they're not men. They're still children. And so, you know, just being around the right people in my life who were asking me the right questions during this phase really helped me, I think, just like solidify it and understand like, yeah, this isn't the man I'm trying to be. So, yeah. Dude, you sound like you've lived like 17 lives and you're like 23, 21. (laughs) So did you go to school? Like, what was that growing up? Just no college? No, I didn't want to go to college. I'm such a hard-headed person. I applied to one college. I had a 5% acceptance rate. (laughs) I was like, if I don't get in here, it's done. Because it was a government college. It was... um. United States Merchant Marine Academy. So basically it's like cargo ships. Like if you want to work on cargo ships, the United States like literally has an academy for that. No different than Air Force or Army or Navy or anything like that. So I wanted to go to that. I think it's like five or 10% acceptance rate. (laughs) And I had a busted shoulder and a broken wrist. 
and not the best grades. And so, you know, that, that is well, but I'm going to, I'm going to compensate with that. But they just, they were like, no brain brain. Yeah. I just I had a sprained brain as well. Yeah. No, I, I tore my, my Achilles in my brain. Yeah. Oh, so I, when that happens sucks, man. Yeah. So I, uh, I didn't go to, to a college after that. Cause I didn't, obviously I didn't get fucking in like, right. Like I didn't, I didn't get into that. And, uh, I told my mom, I'm going to take a gap year. And the gap year was an excuse for me to go and like live on my buddy's couch and just flip weed. I was like, 18 or 17 or something like that and he would go and work at this like pizza place like an italian restaurant and then all of his customers his friends would come by and i was just selling the weed to them and um at the time i was like trying to figure out what i want to do and i knew i wanted to run a business like i'd been listening to guys like like i was the kid in school who was like reading like a tony robbins book in the back of the class like yeah. everyone's like studying biology and like, the mitochondria is a powerhouse of the cell I'm like i shut the fuck up. <laughs> Power state. Like I'd be like I'd be I'd be doing that. That's what you I care about. Tony Robbins impersonation. <laughs> really can. It's like it's like it's it's hard. It's, it's, it's really it's hard tough. to do it. Yeah, his is hard. He's like mitochondria. Mitochondria. You know what his He's is? He's like I the most powerful voice I've ever heard. I've I've heard. I saw someone the other day do it. Like when I was 17 years old, I had no arms, no legs. <laughs> I was living underneath the bridge. I had no money, and I made it. I figured it out. <laughs> no, I no, arms. no arms, no legs. It was a really hard journey, dude. But then I really embraced the power. <laughs> yeah, you know, so, yeah. Like I. Yeah, I, I Quick aside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quick aside. I had a dream, and it was okay. the weirdest fucking thing, but we had sold the company, and Tony Robbins was there, and he shook my Great hand. Great job. He shook my hand, and his hand Big was like the size bucket. of this table. <laughs> so, so my hand was like a little pebble inside of his. I have no other point to make here, so yeah, continue. It's, it's okay. just yeah. a funny thought. But, yeah, I was a kid in, in school that was just like reading business books. I found Grant Cardone my like junior year. <laughs> Is this similar? You guys have a similar No, I'm right waiting now? for no. the impression. Can we do a Cardone impression? You want to do a Cardone impression? Okay, okay. Here's how Cardone works. I can only do this to the impression. Okay, I want you to imagine you're interviewing me and I'm Grant Cardone. So okay. just like, I've asked you a question, now you're answering. Say whatever. Yeah, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> just, he'll just, bro, he's literally like, yeah, 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 yeah. Come, on, come on, come on, come on. Like, watch any interview, and what you'll notice is the person, like, if I'm Grant and that's that person, whoever's interviewing him, they're going five miles per hour. Grant's going 763 <laughs> miles per hour because he's like, I, just, we need to go, we need to yeah. go, and he's so riled up on caffeine all so You gotta like, make more money, bro. You gotta go. Come on, come on, come on, come on. But I, I actually grew to appreciate it more because he's like, realistically, if I'm gonna go into his head, what he's thinking is like. No, no, no. Come on. This is irrelevant. Let's get to the Let's real thing. Let's get to the good stuff. He doesn't even answer questions most of the time. Like, yeah. the question will come up. That's not the question. Then he'll ask himself the question and, <laughs> and then, then give the answers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, there's an interview with, like, Brandon Carter that he recently yeah, did, yeah. right? And I was watching it, and I was like, dude, I was just like, for Brandon, I was like, that was probably the dopest experience for him because he got to see, like, someone. I think where Grant's at now is more, like, palatable than where Grant was at, like, yeah. when I found him, right? Because he was just so just hammer it yeah. right and now he's like understanding okay like i have to have like an image i can't just be hated by everyone yeah so um yeah i think he does a great job now at that but yeah like i was reading his stuff like i read 10x rule i was like 17 16 and so i didn't really care for like going to college like and i i discovered entrepreneurial forums like i was on fast lane forum if anyone knows that um like mj demarco's book millionaire fast lane which is a fantastic book um i was doing that when I was really young because I got I actually got into money Twitter before money Twitter was like even money Twitter I was on like shoe Twitter like me too me yeah too, so me flipping too. sneakers sneaker Twitter yeah sneaker Twitter so I was yeah. on I was doing that and then I discovered this guy named Ray who's still on Twitter R-H-A-Y okay. um cool cool account like definitely go check him out um 
And he was giving all these books to read. And I was like 16 or 15 at the time. And I was like, I want to make money. And so, you know, I like, I'm like reading all these books. And I was convinced, like, I don't need to go to college. I need to start businesses. And so, you know, young, dumb, 17 or 18-year-old me is like, what's the best business to start? Clothing brand. Like, this is this is high margins. It's great, brother. Like, it's we're going to make it. Supreme. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was trying to make the next Supreme. And so when I was living with my buddy at his house after I took my gap year, you know, I was still doing my clothes, right? And I discovered during that time when I was flipping drugs and just like, like it was just weed. We weren't like sound like Xanax or anything like that. <laughs> I'm saying drugs. I'm like it was marijuana. It was literally a plant. So I was, I was flipping packs on that where people would come in. They'd be like people addicted, bro. Yeah, psh, I did. I was, Hey, it's not, it's not a great chapter of my life, but yeah. it was a chapter. It was a fun chapter. That's the thing I like about you, bro. Is like, you're the first to come out and say like, here's what I did in the past. Oh yeah. Where I feel like a lot of people for cover whatever reason, cover it up. They're, they're afraid to talk about it. Like, again, like your message and client ascension, the intro message really focused on like the bad things that you did in the past. And so I just think that's like why people really vibe with you is because yeah. you're real with everything. Well, there's only one judge. There's only Judy. one judge. And, uh, oh, yeah. God. What? Yeah, Judy? Do you say uh, Judy? Yeah. yeah, yeah, <laughs> Judy? yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Different pages. Uh, my wow. favorite quote, Ed Milet, my favorite quote that he's always says is God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. And his whole entire message there is to, you're, you, you're not going to be perfect. Like, your past is your past, like, whatever. Um, you don't have to be qualified to, you know, come to God. God yeah. will qualify you yeah. just by going to him. And yeah. so I think so, that's so cool. So one thing I'm curious about, because I know that when we're nearing... Oh, wait, wait, can, I, can I just finish this one part of the story? Yeah, yeah go, go ahead. ahead. This is, and then I 100% want to go to that. Yeah. I just So when I... This is the funniest shit. Is when I was flipping these these like 20 gram sacks or whatever. Eventually, one day I think I like, I I didn't think to do this. Like this is just an accident. I spread out on all the table, all of my inventory so I could count it. Someone texted me, hey man, like can I come by and grab a bag? Yeah, yeah, come over. And I was like getting shit done. Guy comes in, grabs the bag. He's like, yo, what's that? And I was like, oh, that's my clothing brand. He's like, can I buy that? <laughs> and I was like, you want a shirt? And he goes, I want a hoodie. I want a shirt. All of a sudden a $20 investment becomes an, like an $80 thing, right? I have $80 in my hand and I was sitting there and it was like, you know that scene from The Hangover when all the numbers are like flying yeah, yeah, by yeah, the yeah. person's head? I discovered an OTO. I discovered an upsell finally. <laughs> and so that was my first time seeing it where I was like, oh, wait, like I can sell something and then upsell it. So what eventually happened is like with the weed, like I would give my buddy majority of the profit on the weed and then I would just take everything on the shirts because it was my stuff, right? And so I was just flipping that. And that was like, I eventually got enough traction with the clothing brand that I could only do the clothing brand. And that was like the Genesis story. And maybe we'll circle back to that. But that was just the funniest shit to me when I was a kid. Like, just, I didn't understand that world, right? But like, I kind of accidentally discovered an upsell. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I was just sitting there. Like, I remember holding the money and just being like, Huh. Wait a second. Wait How a minute. I can do this more. Sorry, I just I wanted to finish that. Complimentary no, offer. We yeah. get close. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's fucking great, man. No, so where I was going with that is I remember when we were about to graduate college. We graduated college. We have degrees like Normies, me, Christian, Andre. Um, flex on them. There was just this immense pressure. Like, yeah. oh shit, I need to start making money now because the business wasn't making any money. Yeah. Like, any money that we did make would go back in the business. Or my mom is going to look at me and be like, what the fuck are you doing with your life? Right. Like, you need to get a job. Yeah. So you didn't end up going to college. Yeah. It sounds like. Was there that pressure from your family? Like, you need to start making money. Were you already making money at that point? Like, how did you navigate that? And how soon were you actually making, like, decent money? Yeah. My mom's not dumb. So she knew what I was doing at my buddy's house. Yeah. Right. She knew, like, basically all we were doing was, like, smoking weed, taking acid, selling weed, and selling shirts. And, like, 
you know, I'm showing up to her house and like I have a lot of money and she's like, where's this money coming from? Yeah. Like she's not dumb. My mom's a really smart lady. Um, and so she was trying to push me to like, hey, you should go to college. Da, 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 da. They were like, they were pushing so hard. We'll pay for your first year. Right. Please, please. Like they were like, just go. Right. Yeah. And I was just like, ah, I just don't want to. And so during this um, during this part of my life, because I was running the clothing brand, I was like, I need to get good at screen printing because then I can save my margins mm. on everything. And I was like, okay, cool. So why don't I get really, really good at screen printing? And so I started doing that. And all of a sudden, what ends up happening is my mom gets a cold call from this guy, basically just like <laughs> pitching at her like, hey, we have, you know, we have a t-shirt because she has a security company with my stepdad. Yeah. Pitching him on, on or pitching her on t-shirts, just saying like, yo, we, we have t-shirts. We'd love to earn your business. We're new in town. And my mom here is new in town. And she goes, are you hiring? And she's like, he's like, dude, she goes, do you need a screen printer? And he goes, yeah, we need a screen printer. She goes, my son's a screen printer. <laughs> and she's just like, all right, cool. So I ended up in Phoenix talking to this guy because my mom was like, please just go get a real job. Like, do this, please. Yeah. Like, she was concerned for me. And I, I appreciate her caring enough. Like, most parents would have just been like, Fuck, you know, like, you don't care. My mom really cared and didn't want that to happen to me. She didn't want me to get stuck in. Because you, once you're in too deep, it's really easy to get started. It's really hard to get out. Yeah. And so I went to Phoenix and I met up with this guy and uh, he had a, a a t-shirt printing drop shipping business basically like and he was like oh you know we're gonna get our equipment in soon but have you ever heard of sales and i was just like i've like read grant cardone stuff right i had like a a, a phase where my buddy's dad's drone company they hired me to like just cold call places and i was awful at it though and so he trained me on sales and turned me into a fucking machine mm. my uh the, the guy that had the screen printing shop and uh it was during that time like i actually started like figuring out business that I realized I was like, oh man, like this is all it is. And so, you know, I was like, at that time I probably was 19 and we grew that company like fat. He, he fired everyone and just kept me because like I would come in and like, I just outperformed every sales rep because I would stay till like 7 PM at night and drive home. And sometimes I'd even just sleep at the office. Eventually I just only slept at the office and I didn't leave. Damn. So it's just like, I mean, dude, like it's basically <clears throat> slave labor. If I'm fucking 17 or 18 years old, like yeah. 18, 19, I think actually at that time, um, I didn't care. All I wanted to do was work because I wanted to make money. And these other people didn't care. They were like smoking fucking crack and shit. Like it was the wildest. Yeah. I mean, dude, you jo <laughs> join sales, like join a, like a, like a, a cold calling sales team. That's completely on commission. You will get the wildest characters in the world. Remember so Zach? yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Who's Zach? We both, uh, actually got our start at a cold call agency and you're exactly right yeah, you so see some wild either, shit man it's either you're a college student or you're a crack you, you, yeah you saved the guy's life <laughs> oh my yeah there's you some saved someone's oh, life i remember that shit yeah, yeah. Dude, I, I don't even know if i, should I, I don't think we should talk about okay, that all right uh, okay. but somebody yeah was thinking about going one way he diverted him from going that that's way that's good that's good and yeah yeah but yeah but, but to like basically what happened was like as i was doing this we started growing this thing uh my boss actually ended up having a heart attack and he just like asked me like hey, can you like run this? Because at first I went to the hospital like to be like, hey, are you okay? And then after that was like, do I have a job? Like, what's, like, what's, the, what's the deal here? Because I'm your only employee, right? And he was just like, um, can you run it by yourself? And you know, I'm, I think at that time I was 19. It's hard to get all the years straight, but I think I was 19 and I was just like, yes, I can do it. Like, I could do this. And uh, dude, I just went all in. I was literally like not leaving the office. I cold called a shit ton. I basically kept the business afloat the entire time when he recovered we implemented a little thing called voicemail drops so basically mm. what happened is you just yeah. get a voicemail from us 
No call, just a voicemail. Hey, this is Gordon over at Contractor Shirts. We got we have a ton of contractor shirts for you. What kind of contractor are you? And so we would just drop this fucking shit for them. And I'd come to the office. I remember when we cracked this. I remember coming to the office and just we'd have a, we had an iPhone that would like do the the voicemails orders. Just people, <laughs> hey, Gordon, how's it going, man? I just really want to get to church, man. So just like, fucking dude, just dozens of orders. And I was like, yo. And so I'm just all day fulfilling. I, I put people in place to help, like, implement. Like, Bro, how are you being work. compensated at this point? He gave me 20% of the company. Okay. So gotcha. after, I, after I came in and, like, took control, like, I was obviously getting paid and I had, like, a, um, a commission. But after that, he just gave me 20%. And I was getting paid out with that. Um, and so it was awesome. Like, you know, it was it was a really fun phase of my life. Um, so we grew this thing up to like, you know, at that time I was 19. Dude, like our company was doing 100 grand a month. And so like imagine the ego on the 19 year old. It's like I dropped out of college. Fuck you guys. I went from drug dealer to like successful business owner. I'm fucking I'm the shit, right? I'm Jay-Z. Yeah, I'm Jay-Z. I'm Jay-Z. Basically. I'm white, tall, Euro Jewish Jay-Z. Like that's what it is. So I think about things from the perspective of like imagine God observing the story and him just like being like laughing. He's just like, all right, <laughs> let's see what happens now. So I went on a vacation to like Italy because I've been working nonstop. Long story short, I came back, the entire fucking business collapsed. Like, yeah. and I'd spent so much money in Italy too because I was just like, I'm, I'm I, a, I've got like a. 20 grand check rolling in next month. Yeah. I yeah. was just like, I'm, I'm chilling. Right. And yep. so then I come back and the entire business collapsed, like cash flow issues. The, the, my business partner started spending all this money on like lawyers. He bought a Corvette. He did like all this shit. And I was like, was that like a lead up of just bad expense management or what do you think caused it? I was dude, I'm like a dummy at that time. Yeah. I didn't think to like, look, can I get a bank account statement? Like, can I get access? If you're giving me 20% of the company, like, can I see some shit? Or yeah. I didn't think about that. I was just a in, kid. In hindsight, he probably wasn't a great business owner yeah you know i'm still very grateful for him because yeah. i i still yeah. to this day like i talk with him back and forth every now and then there's no one that i think taught me more about sales than him and it was just like Wait. be a personable friendly person yeah he dude yeah. he would it was the wildest thing dude he would rip these little weed pens you know those like concentrates <laughs> which are like the dad in, pen, yeah. dude in, insane like how high you get off that and he would rip like <laughs> like just six hits and get insanely high and get on the phone and fake fake a southern accent the entire time because guys from what part of louisiana are you from and he's just like oh, i'm from baton rouge oh no way and he'd be like googling the city like that he's in and just be like yeah i'm from here oh yeah my aunt lives out there and he would just like close like a, a, a maniac so he taught me really like there was a level where it was like okay i'm not gonna do that shit where it's like lying because i was i was not good at that but i understood like yeah just be positive like on the yeah. phone, people don't pick up the phone where it's like, "Hey man, you uh, you want some shirts?" Like no one, no one's gonna respond to that. But hey, John, how's it going, dude? Real quick, just five seconds of your time. If you don't want me to say anything, you can just hang up. But dude, we have a really good promotion for contractor shirts right now. Uh, left logo, back logo on the back. One color. We have a really good special. Would you like to hear more about that? And then oh. dude would just be like, "Yeah, dude." He's because <laughs> he's on the fucking job site, and he's just like. Yeah, I got sure. I do. Yeah. He, I do need that. There is a clear problem that you were solving for me here. So he's like selling to like uh, construction workers. Like. Only that, dude, because they would. The reason why you want to do that is because they'll buy five hundred shirts at a time because they have such. First of all, the shirts get destroyed. 
<laughs> while they're like on site, right? With concrete and everything that's hopping on it. And like, especially painting companies. But past that, like they have a huge turnover. Construction companies like just fire and hire constantly with, yep. with people. Yep. So it was like hundreds of shirts. So basically when I come back- some interesting cold calls. <clears throat> it was, dude. I, some of them were like, people would just be like, you piece of shit. How do you feel being a sorry, good for nothing cold caller? You son of a bitch. <laughs> Hang up. And I would just, I got immune to that. And I was like, okay, next yep. dial, pick it up. I explained to him what I have, and he'd just be like, man, I remember when I was your age, man. I was doing the exact same thing. You, 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 you guys got a good special right now? And I'd just be like, I do. I mean, he's like, tell me all about it. And the guy would order like three grand worth of shirts <laughs> and then hats and everything. I'd just be taking his credit card information. So I just got numb to rejection. Like, I didn't yep. care because I'm like, next. I would, people would be cussing me. I'm like, negative Nancy anyway. It's like, who's got my money? And just like, call it. And, and who's got, my, who's got money? my money? Who's got my money, man? And so I, I would just, I was just like, I, I got really good at sales yeah. with that because I just got immune. I didn't. I didn't look at rejection meant I was bad. I just meant like, hey, I could have done, I could have done better, right? I could have done something else, right? But you know, there's always someone who's okay with it and who's like I positive. I legit think you've lived. You're tw how are you 23, bro? You've I don't done know, all man. this. Yeah, you had like nuts. four different story arcs. Like, how do you get? All right, there's so more guys. There's way got, more. <laughs> so we got the living with your friend, selling shirts, dating at well, dating no, no, company. No, no, the dating was way later. This the, the construction like shirts came right out right after that. And so what ended up happening is basically when I came back from Italy. The entire business had collapsed. Cash flow issues. How long were you in Italy? A month. Oh, damn. So, dude, it was just like That's that because it was the admin shit. There's, there's, I don't want to go into the d details on that because it's just like it's boring. Just basically the business collapsed, right? And so I, um, I ended up uh, leaving because I felt like I'd been lied to and I couldn't trust him anymore. And it was just like, okay, I need to go out on my own. And so, you know, I went and I had like a phase where I was just like working restaurant jobs, like back to some cold calling jobs. Like I had like a, a mortgage refinancing gig where I would like just cold call there. I had a, I worked at a Chick-fil-A. I worked at a bar. I worked at another bar and worked at a restaurant. Like I worked as a busser. And eventually I was just like, eventually I remembered who I am. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? Like I'm over here. I just got done running a fucking hundred grand a month company and I'm, I'm bussing tables. This is yeah. stupid. So I was like, I need to figure out how to make some sort of business like work. And uh, that's when I discovered this world of like online marketing. So that's like the next story arc. But yeah, that's like, that's the end of that story. That's the end of that chapter. That's how I came into like copywriting. I just like, I think I first found a video from Alex Becker. Alex Becker led me to Sam Ovens. And I ruthlessly studied Sam Ovens. Yeah. Like I, I have videos on my Instagram from my stories, like my archives. And I go through it and it's me like 19 years old, literally just like, taking like notepads full of notes and just explain to people on camera. Here's what this guy, Sam mm. Ovens is explaining to me. Like I would do this just to get good on camera as well. And, uh, yeah, like that was halfway at school, huh? School, school. <laughs> so when been. you were doing that, like one of the things I'm learning about you right now is like, you're very well read. Yeah. Right? You read yeah. a lot of entrepreneurial books. You watch a lot of the content. And so like when you were going through that process, like when you were watching, Sam Ovens, was there ever something in the back of your mind that told you, like, I want to become that guy? Totally. But I had to realize that, like, my natural strengths were not that. Like, Sam, Sam is you. Sam's an operator. Like, Sam's the integrator. Of yeah. shit. That's what yeah. he's really good at. And I think he's actually a really good hybrid as well. But I realized, like, my, my inherent strength was my personality and my ability to sell really well. Yeah. And so... I was like, I took parts of that, right? But I also understood like there, there's a lot that I can do that Sam can't do. 
And so I was just like, okay, well, I know the general direction that Sam's painting of where I need to go. And so, yeah, I definitely wanted to do something like that. But, you know, I didn't have anything I could coach on, right? The fuck I'm going to coach print chops. There's like six in Arizona. Yeah. So I was like, this doesn't make sense. <clears throat> so I, um, I, I, had, I ended up meeting someone that actually had Consulting Accelerator. And they're like, do you just want the login? I was like, yes. <laughs> oh, my God, yes, please. Like, oh, fuck. Oh, my God. And sir? so, sir, please, sir, give me login, please. <laughs> sir, so, $59. Yeah. So, so I, I got, no, and I, I had those, too, the dudes in the DMs. Yeah, the mega.mz like, or whatever yes, those files yes. are. Exactly yeah, yes. Yeah, I, 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 I remember those. watching, uh, like, the old school Grant Cardone <laughs> car dealership sales training. Yeah, from that shit. Bro, they, like, send you, like, a link that's, like, a 30 gigabyte file yeah. just like it's like Grant Cardone bro I have a, I have a Google Drive that's like <laughs> close to like a terabyte of shit it's I mean to be fair I've I've bro. paid close to like 250 grand of coaching and everything so I've yeah, I've repaid my karmic say, debt <laughs> but the shit that Cardone would say he'd be like, it's not even their money man yeah. Like at one point it was another person's money. Now it's this person's yeah. money. It's going to be your money. Then it's going to be somebody else's he would, money. He would say things like, can't take the money on to the grave. Sign here. <laughs> and then just like sign here because he was cars. Yeah. So like, <laughs> dude, I, um, I just discovered like Sam and, you know, he talks about it in Consulting Accelerator where it's like either do websites or do media buying. Yeah. Right. And websites resonate with me. And so from websites, then like I discovered copy and then da 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 da. What was the number one piece of advice that you got from Sam Ovens? In Sam Oven's voice. Okay. Um, <laughs> Seem, if you're watching this, I love you, mate. Um, Seem. Uh, Seem. He's uh, a big The video when he recaps his like, last three years, he's like, I had a baby. Let him go, baby. let him go, let him go. Yeah, he'll just start the videos and just be like, hey, everybody, Seem, even see. And then he just explain the most complicated topics. Dude, I think Sam, like, out of everything, it was just focus. Like, it was focus. He talks about this. Would, would you either, like, move, like, an inch in nine directions or just move... Nine inches in one direction. And it was <laughs> so just, good. and it's just like, I remember hearing that for the first time being like, because you, you look at people like Hermosi, you look at people like Grant, you look at people like Sam, and like, wow, they're doing so much. They're doing so much because they have a team. Yeah. They have a lot of people that can do that. Where, and that person on the team is only focused on that. Yeah. Whereas yeah. like people get started and they're like, oh, I have to do all this. No, you don't. One thing. Dude, the thing about Sam Ovens is that he understands everything on such an, deep like intimate level and breaks it down for people that he just i don't know he's just such a good operator in that sense like take for example hey if you want you know an agency there's four things you need to dial in offer lead gen sales fulfillment he can make a video off that where he's just diving so deep into what's always the the hey everybody see my vinci i'm in my laptop and he just would rip just rip for 30 you know what he must have he must have the craziest arm strength because he would hold this fucking camera <laughs> yeah. for like 30 minutes. I don't know about you guys, but I'll be holding a camera like that. His right shoulder is just <laughs> jacked. Dude, he just has one jack dealt. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be holding it. And it's just like, dude, I, 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 my arm gets tired after like 10, 15 minutes of that. I'm just yeah. like, shit, I don't know how he did that. But yeah, dude, I think it was focus. And then just overall, like he gave me so many good book recommendations. And I, I think the best book I ever got from him was Sam Walton's Made in America. Have you read that? No. No. Oh, my God. So this is the guy who made Walmart. And it's his entire story. This dude is just like the coolest person ever. Like he would literally go to, he got kicked out of Costco so many times because Costco was, it was called like, it was, it had a different name back in the day, a club price, what price smart, I don't know, but it wasn't Costco. And he would go to Costco, which was like the number one competitor when Walmart was like booming still like, dude, they're, they're like a nine figure evaluation. And he's still going to Costco as like a, a recorder like a little like tape recorder and a measuring stick, like measuring like a, a tape 
tape measurer, like measuring the aisles, documenting here's what's at the end caps of all the aisles and everything, and going through the entire thing. And they would find this is Sam Walton. They would be like, this is the guy that runs Walmart. They'd have <laughs> to com- doing yeah, here? they'd have to confiscate his shit. Like, you can't do this, dude. And so he got kicked out. He got like arrested in Mexico for doing that too at like different convenience stores. And uh, dude, it was all because he was just so obsessed with creating the best product possible. And so when I looked at it, like, okay, if I'm a copywriter, I am the product. And so I just went and got super obsessed with becoming the best copywriter I could possibly become. And it did me well. Um, And now it's about, like, with my program, the Creative Advisor, now it's about making that program the best program for anyone that wants to, like, hey, how do I actually learn skills to go from, like, rat race income to, like, freelance laptop income? How do I do that? I want to make the best program on that. So it's like constant feedback. Like, what do you do? Looking at other people's programs, right? With my little tape recorder and my measuring stick of like, what are they doing differently and everything. So there was so much I learned there about just like what a good business owner, how they think. And that's what I just loved about Sam. When I met up with him in person, dude, I met up with him one time because I just cold outreached him on school and he wanted to do a newsletter kind of. And so we never ended up doing it, but we met up in person when he was here in in Scottsdale for uh, Cole Gordon's event. It was the wildest experience. Yeah. Because I'm like, this is the genesis of my, like, you know, journey into this. And I meet him, and he's just like, the entire time, I would explain something to him. I'd be like, whatever it was. And he would just be like, yeah. <laughs> and he'd just sit there. And then I would ask him, a, I would like, I want the conversation to keep going, right? And so I'd be like, so like, what do you think about that? And this would be him. It's like, and then he would just, dude, he would like, it was actually, it was literally that hangover scene with the fucking numbers calculated. Yeah. He took time to think what the fuck he was saying and he would summarize it to like one or two sentences. He's like a stoic. He's like a wizard. It was the coolest thing. But what was also cool is like seeing that he was a human too. Daniel's got to watch out. Daniel? Sam's a better wizard than Daniel. Oh, it's, I don't know if Sam Ovens is a human. He is. He is a human, dude. He was like, when, so we were going to dinner and we couldn't walk. So I was like, I'll just drive. And I'd have a Jeep. And so yeah. we're getting the Jeep and he's like, oh, you got a Jeep? Yeah. And I was just like, yeah. yep. And so we get in and there's, do- I was like, mind the dog here because I had my dog in, in the back earlier that week. And he was like, oh, so you're a dog person. And I was just like, yeah. And he goes, hmm. Because <laughs> he's, he's a cat person. He's not yeah. a dog person. And he asked me, he's like, have you like, taking this Jeep, like, proper off-roading. And I was just like, I'm like, I mean, I'm taking it off-road. He's like, yeah, but have you, like, used a winch? And I was like, uh, no. He's like, you haven't taken it proper off-roading, mate. <laughs> and so he's, like, showing me pictures of the time. He has a Jeep, too. And he's, like, showing me all the times that he went off-roading. And he's like, you look at that. And it's just, like, the most insane, like, the tires up here and everything. And he has to, like, wench himself out of it. He's like, it's a monster, mate. And so, you know, it was cool to see that, like, he's not just, like. That's reassuring to hear because I yeah. feel like. Guys like us who are still very early on, relatively, um, look at guys like Hermosi, Sam Ovens, Cole Gordon even, and you're just like, holy shit, these guys must just be machines. No, that, they're totally human. Even yeah. Cole. Like, Cole's in my building. Like, he literally lives in my building. I've been to dinners with him and everything. He is such a human being. Like, we've been at a dinner, and I remember one time, like, dude, I mean, it was an event. Clearly, he was like, everyone was drinking and everything like that. And he came up to me, just like sitting there talking with someone, and the shoulder, or a hand slaps on my shoulder. I look up, and it's Cole. And he's just like, 
<laughs> he's so happy. He's like, what's up, man? And I was, just like, I was like, hey, dude. And he's just like, we're heading out now. And I was just like, okay. And he's just, he's like, they're normal dudes. Yeah. But the way they approach business is not like a normal person. Yeah. They are like terminators when it comes to that. It's like yeah. no emotions. It's like deja vu's terminate only thing. Like he's just like, I don't care what anyone thinks about me. And it's just like focused the entire time. It's amazing. Have you guys done that? Have you done deja vu's terminate only? Mm -mm. I'm going to plug that. Deja vu, terminate only. It's if you go to his profile, you can buy it. And it's like a subconscious programming track. Sky, have you done it? You know what I'm talking about? No. Dude, I mean, this is amazing. Like, if you really, really want to, like, program, like, intense levels of, like, monk mode for a month or so, I would just, I would blast that every single morning on a walk in the workout, whatever. And it's, like, it will program you to just be, like, a fucking it's like animal. like an audio? Yeah. You just listen to it. It's amazing. It's, like, it's... I think deja vu. Are there words? Is oh it yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's, it's it's like it's like four voices speaking at once. So it just penetrates your subconscious. He's genius. Like frazzle dazzled on Twitter as well. Like kind of linked me in with him. Sorry about that. Um, he linked me in with <laughs> him. Later. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, and dude, they just like. I think these are some of the most interesting people I've ever met. Yeah. I think that deja is like. Ruby's cool. He's cool. I haven't really chatted a whole lot with him. I think he's a very um, smart dude. Same thing with Frazzle. Um, I don't, I don't want to like say these people's names cause I try to, I, I, this is new to me on Twitter where it's like, there's they want to respect the anonymity. I didn't know that's a thing at all until mm. I came on there. Yeah. And so yeah. I didn't know. Cause I'm like from Facebook world where there's no such thing as an anon account on <laughs> yeah, Facebook. You'll yeah. get banned. No wizards the on Facebook. There's no wizard. So I, uh, I do my best to respect that, but yeah, frazzle dazzled, um, deja Rue 22, both these guys, absolute legends and, um, very, very smart. I highly recommend following them and just reading through their stuff. And, you know, with everything, take what's useful, discard what's not. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess after learning from all these different sources like Sam Ovens, Deja Rue, like again, you're really, you're very well read. I guess, like, what's the Nick Verge philosophy? Like, when you approach a new business, a new job, because what I'm hearing so far in your story is basically everything you did, you were really successful in, at least yeah. to a certain point. And then, you know, something happens, you transition. And so, what's your approach to these things that you think? attributed to that success is it a philosophy thing is it a work ethic thing hmm if i was like i'm doing the sam oven scan sam ovens thing <laughs> no i i just think that if you're gonna if you're gonna go go all the way right there's that like charles bukowski poem if you're gonna go go all the way i think you should go all the way um i just think that everything comes down to reps and time and focus and so what I'm really good at is just basically taking all of my attention and just focusing it on one thing and just going all in on that. Yeah. And so that's my philosophy is that if you want to if you want to see results in some area, it's very simple. Shut out everything else and just focus on that. Oh, it's not sustainable. Are you looking for sustainability or are you looking for results? Because sustainability can come later. You have to like I think my personal philosophy in life is that everything is a pendulum. And so what we're constantly doing is swinging, and I've kind of already said this earlier, we're swinging in one direction, right? We'll go all the way. One extreme. And then usually what ends up happening is the person will go to the other extreme to balance in the middle. Yeah. And so I think that if you can just think about things from that perspective, like do I want middle or which extreme right now? And so I, what I personally believe is go in one extreme and then end up in the middle. You don't need to go in the other direction. So it's like mm -hmm. if I go extreme monk mode for two months where I'm not doing anything and all I'm doing is working and I go all the way in one direction, I don't need to go be a fucking degenerate now for two months yeah. to balance it out. Like now I just know, okay, boom, balance. Now, like I'm going to work for like six, seven hours a day and then I'll have a little bit more relaxed time. 
I, I just think that if you operate from that perspective, um, it's really easy to, and this is really good book, um, uh, reality transurfing that talks about this. You just have to like understand this is how you transurf, right? Like you're surfing through reality. Um, you just, you just glide through the middle, just glide. Don't go too heavy on one side or the other. So I believe doing that and then, you know, what you want and what you, what you think about, you will become what you focus on will create and what you give your care to will blossom. And so it's like, you know, if you want something really bad enough, this is why I just don't understand for some people like, oh, I'm really trying to figure out how to make money online. Are you trying to figure it out? Or are you fucking doing it? Because it's like, that's two very different things. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Actually do it. What have you done thus far? Well, you know, I've been reading some. No, 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 no. What have you done thus far? I don't care that you've read stuff. And it's just like, <laughs> I have nothing. I haven't reached out to anyone. I haven't talked to anyone. How many cold emails have you sent? Like one. Like They're like one, cold right? emails. Yeah. Like yeah. they don't so, actually want it. Yeah. It's a nice, what is it? Break that down a little bit because I'm over here. We had a long night last night. I'm drinking a old fashioned, a coffee and a water. I'm trying to like. <laughs> Jumpstart myself. I was, was like an Alex Jones. Also, bit. Like, yeah, yeah like, I was really hungover, so I ordered some whiskey. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so you're trying to glide through the middle, right? Now, if I'm a beginner, yeah. And let's say, um, if you're know, a beginner, you don't have the luxury of the middle. Okay. The the, the middle is that, a luxury. That was, that was what I yeah. was getting at, right? Is like I'm twenty. I'm twenty years old. I'm not in college or anything. I'm trying to figure out what I want to do. I want to make money online. Like, what do you tell that person? Like, the middle is the angle. It's not yeah, balance a reality for balance is the end goal. You have you you don't deserve balance yet. Yeah. Okay. Balance is a luxury that you must earn. And so I believe that if you really like cuz okay, you're 22 years old, right? You're probably living at home with parents or something yeah. like that. Like you're out of college, you don't really have anything. Like dude, you just you, like I hate to sound cliché, you really just got to grind. Like yeah. I, I I hate sounding cliché, but that really is it. Just get straight to it. Just do it. That's it. And the whole thing is like Stop with the mental masturbation. Yes. Stop, stop watching every, everything. Stop with everything. Just actually yeah. get work. And yeah. people, yeah. It, it annoys me, man, because people will reach out like, you know, I, I don't have, I, I haven't even done any work. I'm like, have you tried working for free? Have you tried working like only on performance to start? Yeah. Like, no, like, I, you know, I want to work for shit, free. Man. I can't even find somebody yeah. to work for. I'm like, bro, there's, that is fiber, such, such a upward. load of shit. You can cut yeah. everybody out under on price. And even if it's a dollar, dude, you're going to be able to find you work. You need to if get reps, want. bro. Like I would, I would tell that, that guy, I'd be like, you need to just go ghost, bro. Say no to every plan that someone sends your way. Do not go to anything. Stop dating. Stop. You're Cause you're not even going to get anything good right now. Like, let's be honest. You're going to get like the lowest tier of everything. Yeah. We're going out, bro. Oh wow. You really want to go out, drink three Corona's and hit on a five. Like, come on, dude. <laughs> and like, then wake up and not only regret the yeah, five, everything. but also the three Corona's. And you're exactly. like, exactly. Probably more than three Corona's. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Christian's like, <laughs> yeah, Christian's like, <laughs> Christian um, feels targeted. Christian's like, what's the advice? Because this is me. <laughs> yeah, no, dude. I, I just think... Cut I'm so fucking confused. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just cut all Yo. that out. That's it, man. Just cut all that out. And yeah. you need to focus on building skills, becoming valuable, and, and go land clients, bro. It is so fucking simple to just reach out to... And like, we, like Daniel and I will joke about, oh, it's so simple, right? That's the meme. But it really is so simple. <laughs> yeah, like, just yeah. reach out to people. I don't know how to reach out to people. I don't know how to do cold email. Bro, you know how many fucking free videos there are on how to do it? Like, just like be coachable, be useful, actually do the shit you need to do. Right. And, people and, are just lazy. Dude. Yeah, that's that's all it is. Like, if you just become a fucking animal, like you'll just get it done. No, we were, we were right. talking about it the other night uh, when you first got here. It's just like sometimes you need to be on like the left side of the IQ spectrum. Just turn the brain off. Be like, yes, okay, 
do that, do that. I, I will and then do that. you'll become the Jedi. First, you got to be the derp to become <clears throat> the Jedi eventually. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I want to talk. Okay. So you've talk about working with Alex Jones. Like, what scope work have you done for him? How long have you worked with him? Just yeah. give some context. Yeah. So when so, I when I say that I wrote for Alex Jones, like people think, oh my god, you were talking <laughs> with Alex Jones and everything, dude. I fucking wish I was talking with the team. So it was a publishing company that partnered with Alex. And they wanted to produce an offer because all Alex was selling was like supplements. And they're like, you need to sell like info. And info wars. Info wars. Return of the frogs gay. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so he, he fucking, uh, the guy that ran this publishing company found me through this uh, gentleman named Alan Sultanic on, Inst- on Facebook. If you guys are in the marketing world, I'm going to plug Alan's stuff. Uh, there's no, it's not paid. It's a free group called Nothing Held Back, where we hold nothing back. All the information's out there. One of the most like firehose level marketing information hubs that you can find. It's wow. amazing. Uh, Alan curated an amazing community there, and I, I think he's a really top stellar dude. One of the smartest marketers I've ever met in my life, and I, I've learned so much from him. And so he connected me with this guy uh, who was running the publishing company, and he just was talking to me. Eventually, originally they were like talking about some, you know, like apple cider vinegar um gummy and i was like yeah i don't know and he's like well we got this project i mean it's like guy alex jones and i was like you say alex jones and he was like yeah you know him and i was like bro i like when i was like 16 years old i would like fall asleep at night listening to alex jones (laughs) like i because i found conspiracies really early on in my life like at like 14 i was like the fucking chemical dumbing down of society (laughs) this is fucked like I would just, I, I was just set. That Is that I Gary Vee or Young no, Nick Verge? No, that's Nick Young, Young Nick Verge. <laughs> you got blueberries? Yeah, no, no. Um, All these 14-year-olds are in middle school like, is Cindy going to let me uh, get her number? And you're just like, we're fucked. Like this food is... Fractional oils. reserve banking. <laughs> <laughs> just like freaking out about that. Yeah, so like I found... Um, I found all that, and I found Alex, and I loved his stuff. And so I told the guy, I was like, that's probably the project to put me on, bro. Like, yeah. I can write the fuck out of that. And he's like, well, we need that by, like, in two weeks. We need a, a full sales letter, a full email automation. Like, we need advertorials. We need email swipes for, like, affiliates and everything. And he was just like, do you think you can do that? And I was like, yes. And so <laughs> the guy paid me, transferred the money right away. And I was like, this is sick. And I got paid, like, fat for that. I was like, wow. Because there's the timeline. I told him, I'm like, bro, like, I'd make it cheaper if you gave me, like, two months for it but or a month, but you give me two weeks. Like, I need at least a week for research. Yeah. So basically all I did was, like, for a week straight, I, like, compiled all the videos from Alex, um, this gay guy, David Icke, um, yep. I-C-K-E. Icke is amazing. Yeah. Um, he's, he's, he's phenomenal. And so those two guys, I feel like they have some of the best information. And then, obviously, I had my own sources from stuff and my own reference points from my life and what I've studied. And so I just literally did nothing but just get high, watch <laughs> tons of InfoWars and tons of David Icke, and just, like, I had to get in this state of paranoia. Because yeah. I'm thinking about who's that? Who's the customer avatar? It's someone and who's what, like. What were they selling again? Um, so it was called Reset Wars. ResetWars.com. If you go to ResetWars.com, you can literally see my letter, the VSL script. It's still, it's there. still there. So I wrote this entire thing, and the the avatar was imagine a guy who's like into prepping and survival and everything, and this guy's like super paranoid that the world's gonna go down. You going to it right now? Yeah. yeah there you go. ResetWars.com. Um, and I was just like, I need to, I need to be paranoid. Be paranoid. So I like. I, I incited mass paranoia into my brain. Dude, you do like method acting, but basically, I was yeah. literally just gonna say that. Like, <laughs> so that's, that is what I do. He wants to write an Alex Jones voice. I was paranoid. I was he writing the entire to, time like Alex. This? Yeah, yeah, I scripted that entire thing. That video is it, literally every single word that he is saying. I have the Google Doc on my thing writing that. Sheesh, yeah, so, so I, I wrote that entire thing. 
And the entire time I was like, there's a war going on and whether you know it or not. Like I was like going the entire time with it. I was like the evil global Satanist elite. Like, and dude, I was, I like, I got his exact fun as fuck. It was so fun. It was like the best project ever, bro. If I could just relive that day, like a button just to hit that over and over again, do it all day long. Like a fucking gerbil with like a little water bottle. That was the best memory ever. So, so it's just like, keep giving me the water. So, so I like, I wrote this thing and just poured my soul into it. Like I do, I literally didn't leave the house for like a week, two weeks, basically. Mm. All I did was that. Um, and dude, we launched that offer and in like a week or two weeks, I can't remember the exact timeline, but it made like five mil. Jeez. It fucking printed. And then wow. dude, it, you know, it was kind of unfortunate that I really liked working with this publishing company, but here's my philosophy. I just made you five mil with my fucking letter and with my VSL and with everything. And my affiliate swipes didn't work. Like they just, they didn't convert. Sometimes they don't convert, right? Yeah. And uh, he told me about it, and I was like, oh, okay, I, I understand. And he was, like, wanting me to do, I guess he kind of wanted me to do it for free after that. And I was like, no. that's, ah, bro, I made you five mil. Yeah. Like, you know? And so he ended up saying that, that we just stopped working after that because he wanted someone who just owned the work the entire way. And I, I understand from his philosophy. I'm not saying he's wrong. I'm not going to say it I was. It wasn't for you. It just wasn't for me because I feel like that, to me, you're not even going to try and pay me for those other ones. Like, I mean, I made a, a amazing paycheck from that like that was awesome yeah but um dude like i i i just we didn't end up doing any other work together and like apparently it was really hard to deal with alex so they just apparently like really? of, co of course yeah right <laughs> yeah yeah so so it ended up not like they didn't do anything else with him and um yeah i mean Would dude we guessed. just yeah so we, that was the only project i ever did with them i've thought about so many times just reaching out to him being like alex i know you're uh, being sued for a billion dollars let's print some fucking cash bro <laughs> like let me just come in as the cmo and just do that i've written for you already and everything but i don't know it feels kind of like so, sneaky right because it's like the guy brought me in i don't, I don't yeah, want to do yeah that. yeah so, so to follow up on what andre said a minute ago it's almost like method acting like when you Fully encapsulate yourself in one project yeah. for Alex Jones. You became super paranoid. You became... define what method acting is because most people don't even know about that. Yeah, right? yeah. It's it's like if an actor was playing a character. Uh, let's say he's a drug dealer, right? He would go into the underground world. He would maybe he's deal Ledger, drugs on a smaller le yeah. level himself, yeah, right? Like you're fully Ledger. encapsulating yourself in that character. This like, is why Heath Ledger died. Yeah. Yes, he literally, yes. He got so yeah. deep into. Being a crazy psychopathic joker, psychopathic joker that was plotting Legend. all these different Legend. things, not for the sake of, of the money, but just for the sake of anarchy yeah. itself, that he actually lost his mind and he ended up killing himself. Yeah, but and for the quite literally, in my opinion, one of the greatest roles of all time, the, yes. the greatest in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, yeah. So and the greatest roles are like the method actors. If you yeah, can yeah. So you yes, go, absolutely. you go so deep in it. Like there's stories about like Jim Carrey, for instance, when he mm -hmm. was doing method acting, that like the director was so frustrated yeah. because he's like he can't talk to Jim. He's talking to the character, and he just be like Jim, dude, <laughs> like, and he was like. I don't know who Jim is. He like he wouldn't break at all. That's why Jim Carrey's one of the best ever. Like that's yeah. why he just is that. And um, yeah, I definitely bring that to copy when I write. I have you because you have to write from the first of all. You have to. There's two elements. Write from the perspective of the guru or the the figure, and you have to be like them. But then also you have to write in a way that appeals to For the yourself. the audience. Yeah, who's the person, right? And so you have to take both those into account. So it's like, I just find, because I'm good at imitations, like, I just find it easiest <laughs> to be the person. Like, I will just, if you give me, like, dude, if you give me just hours of your podcast footage, I can become you. 
Like, I will just listen to you over and over and over again. And now I'm in with, like, the fucking runway AI shit where you can yeah. just mimic some. I mean, that's scary as fuck. But, like, you know, like, that's kind of what it is. I can just mimic it. I'm a slower version of runway AI. <laughs> that's, yeah. So that, that was actually going to be my question at the end there. Like, if you're an actor, if you're Leonardo DiCaprio and you're preparing for The Revenant, you can go out in the wilderness, right? It's, it's very, it's not easy, but it's, it's doable, right? Because yeah. you're only doing one thing at a time. Yeah. Now, with you, you're doing multiple things at the time you have multiple clients how can you is it something that's scalable like do you see yourself coming up with a systemized enough no approach to do no. this for many people or no. do you eventually like end goal want to do something entirely different or dive into one opportunity again well, down the road? well this like, is like this is what i'm doing right now with my program the creative advisor i've gone basically all in on that i have very few clients that i work with outside of that because dude like i mean i countered everything to date like i've made like I think it was $880,365 from freelancing, like just close to a million dollars I made. And I was just like that entire time. I'm like, dude, like, but I own nothing. Mm. Like I'm not even just from like, I don't own a piece of these companies. I don't own the let those letters are still making money. When no I tell equity. people, huh? No equity, no equity. And so it's like, you know, and equity is really hard to negotiate in this industry. And it's like, you can take equity. It's like, also, what if you don't like the person? Then if they get sued, you're liable. Like, I want to own my shit. I don't want to own someone else's shit. I want to own my shit. And uh, dude, like, you know, I, I just, I, like, I tell people, like, how much have you produced? I'm like, dude, it's like anywhere from like 25 to 30 mil. Maybe it's like 35 mil. And they're like, how is there a gap of five or 10 mil? I'm like, do you think I check in with every person? Hey, how much did that letter you're still running from four years ago that I wrote for you or this VSL that I wrote two years for you? I don't check in. So I have no idea how much it's performing. I'm like, at a certain point, any copywriter that's worth a grain of salt will say, yeah, there's just. And they probably don't want to tell you either. Yeah. Because <laughs> then they then they I'm gonna ask for, ask for more. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's like, dude, I um I just think it's kind of like it's a good way to get started. But I think you go one of two routes. Either one, you go become a marketing agency owner and go do agency stuff. I think that path is client essential, client essential dot com forward slash yes. Fucking the bitch. There's forward no forward slash, slash yes. <laughs> Sports like, yes. yes. All, all of a sudden, just flashing on the screen like that that OG internet money, like like yeah. the buy now button. button. Um, like, you know what I'm talking about? The yellow with like the blue. It's like when you've yeah. been watching a webinar long enough, and yeah. this shit pops up. Yeah, like, all yes. of a sudden, you could break it up. <laughs> Sir, you can have it for 17, pay 17 payments again. of just $1. Uh, yeah, so. Oh so like, you know, you could go the agency route or I think you go and you you start your own offer. And that could be a business. That could be a supplement. That could be whatever. I um. I absolutely love coaching people. I love working with people because it's a transformation for someone. And so I just, that's all I want to do. When I, when I design my dream life, when I really look at like what that is, is that me or is that? That was weird. Uh, we just heard like a, an alarm go off. Um, when I design my dream life, it is like primarily like I'm selling my wisdom to people because I have a lot of wisdom and like I love sharing it with people. I love helping people. I love there's nothing that like warms my heart more than like I have a student Ross who went from like literally an accountant, like working just the most boring job ever, like corporate accountant, graduated of college. He came to me, found me through I don't even remember what. And uh, I showed him how to you know, learn these skills, how to do it. Yeah. And he became a freelancer. He's now making 13K a month. He's traveled to Cyprus. He traveled to Spain. Wow. He's traveled to Italy. I think Italy. He's gone to all these places and been able to like now make a really good living and do whatever he wants to do. And he's in a really good spot now, like has an agency client and then a few solo clients. And we had an interview. And I need to release this. Like I just haven't released it. But dude, we had an interview where he was like, dude, I almost cried at the end because he was like, dude, you literally changed my life. Like I would never be where I'm at without you. Like, dude, I love you. 
And that just like, dude, like even now I'm getting emotional with that. Cause that like, that to me, dude, like you, all this, like this, like, I don't know if you guys got like watches like that, the, the cars, you don't take none of that to the grave. Right. We yep. all we die and that's yep. it. And then that's you're done. Right. And so it's like, you know, I think the best thing you can do while you're on this earth is make as much sure. impact as possible. I think yeah. the best uh, compass to live by is like how many people would show up to your funeral and like straight up vouch for you and straight up. And, and this is why people are like, why not like a supplement company? I'm like, I don't think anyone's like, man, these supplements changed my fucking <laughs> life. I love you supplements. No, it's just like <laughs> it's good. Right. Like they like it. I want I want mass impact. I want to be able to actually I, I don't know people. Yeah. Like, cause yeah. at the end of the day, like I just understand that everyone's just kind of like a reflection and a mirror of my own behaviors and who I am. And if I can help someone progress their journey further, like my goal is to be the program and the coach and the advisor that I wish I had when I was like, well, that's yeah. where all the greatest programs originate from. Yeah. It's helping the past version of yourself straight up. Yeah. And that's why you're qualified. I, and that's why you'll succeed in that vision. I think it's really important too to like point out to the audience that the only reason you're able to do that today is because of what you've done to get there, right? So many people on Twitter, well, courses are the most profitable and coaching is the Let's most start there. It's I'm like, going to start there. You have nothing to teach. Yeah. I, guys will hit me up. Yeah, I'm thinking about starting a program. What's your experience? I've been doing this for like a year. Do it for five more years. Yeah. Stop. Like you, everyone's so quick to Those rush to Those are the guys it. ruining the industry. Yeah, bro. I, ha I literally had to hold myself back from doing coaching. I wanted to do it so bad. And I just had the right mentors around me that are like, bro, now is not the time. Wait, yeah. my, my mentor told me this once. I'll never forget. We were at an event and it was, everyone had left the room. It was like, imagine like a shitty hotel conference room, right? <laughs> the dude like, so I, it's like I a, can imagine. It's like a five to $7,000 event. And like he hosted it like a best Western. And I was like, <laughs> so I mean, we paid for the information. We didn't pay for like the, you know, the thing actually. And so my mentor, um, and I were, everyone had left the room and it was just me and him in there. And I was telling him that I really want to do this. I really want to do this. And he said, what's your NASCAR? And I was like, what? And he goes, your NASCAR. Cause I have a NASCAR. And he's like, I have, you know, like the stickers on a NASCAR. He's like, I have Sonicare toothbrush. I have GoPro. I have all these companies. I've done 5 billion. I have a NASCAR. What's your NASCAR? And I remember sitting there and just being like, mm. like, it's so simple meme but it's like it's so simple that like yeah you need to actually have something to point to i made 10k a month some people may be like oh that's like that's an achievement but how many people have made 10k a month a lot but how many people have worked with alex jones worked with jordan belfort written for caitlin jenner we didn't actually publish anything with caitlin like it never went it never for some reason they never published how do you it. sign caitlin jenner that, that was the same publishing guy oh nice that was publishing guy so like we never ended up doing anything with that. That was a, a nightmare scenario. Yeah, writing as Caitlyn Jenner was really difficult. I had to, I had to talk like this. I'd be like, you know, guys, it's great. It's tough, but it's good, right? So it's like, uh, I got so many jokes. I'm not firing off. Right yeah, now. yeah, but like, you know, so it's a. Uh, it, I, I've done all that. I've produced 30 million. Like I've made close to fucking a mil for myself. Like, I mean, honestly, I, I didn't even count all the fucking money. I'm sure there's PayPal shit and everything. I'm probably close to like nine or 9.5 or something. I don't fucking know. But you know, I um. I've just done enough that now I feel confident that like, look, I'm not coaching people where I'm at. I'm coaching people where I was at five years ago, four years ago. Yep. And so that's why I'm like confident in it. It's like, I, I think that most guys just want to jump right to that. It's like, bro, get your fucking wings, like earn your stripes, dude. Don't, don't be just rushing into yeah. it because it's most profitable because you look like a dumbass. There's so many of these guys on Twitter that like are wondering, they're like, oh my God, I don't understand why no one's buying it. You have nothing valuable to sell. It doesn't actually solve a problem. You can't just like business is not marketing. It's not just pumping it's shit product. out. Product above all else, dude. Yeah.
I put out a tweet about this. This has been like a common theme because we had J.K. Molina on the podcast. Uh, was that this week? Yeah, that was like earlier Jeez. this week. It's been a long week, dude. It's like the best fucking iced coffee ever. I'm sorry. I just it's like, so good, right? So good, dude. <laughs> Talk about product. Uh, dude, right? I'm, I'm right. fully That's back. Good product. <laughs> I'm fully we, back. We had the hair of the dog. We are so We had back. the water. We, we had the coffee. So we are back. so fucking back right now. Continue, though. Um, yeah. I am on you to coffee. But I, I was <laughs> talking about this. It's like... I think this is why what you do works with you and your business partner, Walker. It's why Client Ascension works with the way we have it set up. It's like a lot of people think, like you just pointed out, that good marketing or great marketing is what determines the success of a business. But you can't have success with just good marketing. You also have to have really good product. Mm -hmm. And so maybe just talk about, you know, that working relationship with Walker and how, you know, you as a marketer, yeah. I guess can go and focus on on product and i feel like you've already talked about it yeah. by just doing the method acting type stuff yeah but maybe go into that conversation yeah so here's i think a good like intro for this concept so i think that decision fatigue is very real mm. this is why i literally wear the same thing like every it's like i'll swap out the pants but it's like this is a state and liberty black tee i only wear this I don't really, I have, sure, if I'm like going out to like someone's birthday dinner, I have nicer stuff, okay? But like, I don't really, because I don't want to think about that. He'll yeah. be like, oh, you're not a G, like you're not wearing Gucci. <laughs> they, I don't give a fuck about that. You're not wearing Hasbulla, bro. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm not as cool as Hasbulla. If I could only have Hasbulla tees, I would do it. I, I would do I it. Got, I, have, I have three, I've got a rotation now. At 12 Hasbulla Can you, can you do a Hasbulla? <laughs> I don't even know what, like, it's like, oh, shit. <laughs> no, he goes, oh, shit, oh, shit. <laughs> so he just, like, says the rest of the random shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I got very little about no, 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 Russian. No, so. no, 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 no. <laughs> so, so, like, I, I believe decision fatigue is very real. So that's, like, that, that's one instance. It's a very simple way to explain that concept, right? Yeah. So I don't want to think about that. This is why you notice, like, the most successful people. Like, look at Elon. What does Elon wear? Look at the past five interviews with Elon. Banty, je jeans, boots. That's it. Not, literally cowboy boots, too. Like, he doesn't <laughs> fucking do anything because that is such a stupid thing that I personally feel like that's a dumb thing to spend your time on. It's just like, what am I going to wear, right? Like, I feel like there's much more important decisions. So what Walker does for me... As my business partner, like literally my best friend as well. And I just like, I, I honestly like life without Walker, like by my side partnered with me was super shitty. Cause it's like, I had to do all these. I don't want to build out the funnel page. I don't want to do this. I don't want to build the systems, the automations, create the structure, create the automations, create the flow chart. I want to come up with the ideas. Cause that's what I know I'm best at is sitting there looking out the window, puffing on a fucking American spirit or on a fucking a cigar, drinking coffee and just thinking, like, what needs to be done? And, like, that's what I know I'm best at. Yeah. And, mm. Sorry to cut you off. Were yeah, you go. friends with Walker beforehand? Oh, yeah. Walker was my first successful student. Walker, okay. like, that's he, sweet. dude, he, so he came to me. I met him in high school, actually. So we were into the, like, we were in the same friend group, kind of. Like, I wasn't friends with anyone from my high school, weirdly enough, because my best friend was my neighbor, and he went to a different high school. Okay. And so I only hung out with, like, the kids from the other high school, for the most part. And um, basically, like, I met Walker then, and he was, uh, I mean, he was an animal. Like, Walker was a party animal. He was, he went, he pledged a fraternity, like, psychopath. Like, he was just <laughs> super crazy at the time. And I just, I knew him. And so when I started, like, getting into, like, hey, I kind of want to teach people, right, on how to do this, um, I hit him up. Or I, he hit me up, actually, from Instagram. And I had, like, a little mini mastermind where it was, like, five 
people or something like that that showed up and I just taught everything that I knew about how to make money online. Walker took that, started like a marketing agency for like realtors or something like that. And it's not what I told him to do, but he did it. So he just, it just motivated him to take action, right? And so he went and did that. And he went from like college, you know, working at a, a, uh, a shitty sushi bar um, and then like different restaurants as like a busser to like making close to, I think like 8K a month with his agency. And then from there, like started doing like email copy. He works with one of the biggest survival companies in the entire space for email. Mm. And he makes like, you know, on average, I would say like 15K. It's hard to say now because like we focus so much of our energy on the creative advisor. Mm -hmm. So, um, forward slash yes. Uh, so, 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 <laughs> forward slash yes. I'll have to send you, okay, yeah, I guess I'm like making a reference <laughs> that no one knows about. So, I'll send you guys this link. This is a webinar with Grant Cardone and Frank of Kern. Course, of course. And Grant Cardone, like, this is how I explain it Grant Cardone is me, Frank Kern is Walker. Because Grant Cardone gets in this webinar and Frank hands him like the plan, like the breakdown <laughs> of what it is. This motherfucker literally takes the thing, rolls it up, and it's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's the thing, guys. And he, <laughs> bro, literally does not go, like, Frank's just sitting there the entire time. And he just says, yeah, it's really interesting doing webinars with Grant because nothing never goes as planned. And so it's just, because <laughs> it, it, it's literally that. Like, Walker is the structure for, like, my chaotic creativity. And that's why I think it's just amazing. He makes my life so much easier because I can, I just know I don't have to worry about it. He is so autonomous. I'm just like, hey, I had this idea. Boom, done. He's got he'll he'll build it out. He'll make it happen. He'll he'll create all the infrastructure for it. So it's like what we talk about with uh, there's a really good book called Rocket Fuel, um, where it's like Daniel is me. You are Walker, right? It's like there's the integrator and then there's the um visionary, right? Which sounds like to me, I think people will be like, oh, that's Dominion, because visionary sounds super cool, right? And then yeah, it get, sounds way cooler. The visionary can't function without the integrator. There needs to be an integrator. So, you know, that's what Walker provides for me. And, dude, it's, it's also really useful for our community, because sometimes the coaching someone needs is not me. They need a Walker. So someone will ask me, what about this? I'm like, sometimes my answer is like, bro, just nut the fuck up and get it done. Yeah. Like, man up. <laughs> Man up, I'm fucking McGregor. So man up and get it fucking done, mate. Like that. That's like that's sometimes my thing. Like you just need to get it done, dude. What the fuck are you like? I will yeah. talk mindset with them. The questions are just the avoidance. Yeah, because it's like tactics are a dime a dozen, bro. It's just usually it's your relationship with the idea that's holding you back. And so then Walker will be like, okay, here's the structure and like step by step. So it really is a nice compliment. That's like yeah. you guys have the operations call inside of inside of client ascension, and then Daniel's calls. Very different calls. You're like building out zaps, and Daniel's like, just fucking write the headline. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, it's the best. Yeah. yeah. I actually go into that uh, phrase that you just said before a little bit deeper, which is people have it's the relationship with the idea, yeah. not the tactic. Yeah. So, what it's, do you mean by that? Yeah. Mm. So, my friend Jesse Elder shared this with me the first time. We were at a, I was like, I was having like a, I remember exactly what I was eating. I was eating like a pork chop at the time. We were at a restaurant. I was eating a pork chop. And this is before I like explored Islam. So it was like, it was a haram, whatever. And so it was like, I, I, had, a, I, had, a, I had a pork chop and I was sitting there and it was me, my friend Kyrie. And um, Jesse said to me, he said, it's our relationship with the idea that often determines our relationship with everything and determines the outcome as well. I, I, and I may be butchering that. I'm, I'm giving the donkey version of the eagle what was speaking to me. But... Um, <laughs> A good way to explain this is like, let's say this. So let's say I, there's two instances. So Christian and me, I'm going to make me the bad version and Christian the good version. So it doesn't, you know, we got we to gotta, we gotta plug Christian, <laughs> right? So it's like, okay, I am grinding because I don't want to be poor. 
Yeah. Oh, I don't want to be poor. I don't want to be poor. Christian is grinding because Christian would he just he wants to increase his income. He wants to be better. He, he wants to be the best version of himself. I will become poor and he will become the best version of himself. Why? Because this this universe, the way the world works, I believe, is everything is an attraction. It's not a detraction. So what you think about, you will become that. You will become what you think about. And if I can stress like anything on this episode, just understand this. You will become what you think about. Really ponder this because what it means is that if I'm thinking about, I don't want to be poor, I don't want to be poor, what am I going to become? Poor. poor. You will run out of money. You'll something like you will create a doom fulfilling philosophy for yourself. And so Christian though, because he's focused on the improvement and he's excited and he's happy. I'm getting freedom. Like this is some of the best advice like to our younger guys that yeah. are getting started. Be so ridiculously positive because you are embarking on one of the most difficult journeys ever. That's so fucking cool. It's you know how exciting. many people never think, you know how many people are just so complacent and are like, yep, I'll just do this. It's fine. I'll just work my job. Get a random eat. I'll just get a fucking a six on Bumble occasionally and then like play COD and just chill out. Right. And they don't want to do anything like the fact that you want to do that. Like, I think people don't realize because they're on money Twitter. They think everyone thinks this way. No, bro. If we just went up and down the streets of Tampa, we would struggle to find someone that resonated yeah. with the way we think. Yeah. So it's very rare. And, you know, we were even talking about this. I, I heard someone say this, that. Um, from your guys' interview last night where it was like, dude, like you being around like-minded people yeah. is worth the investment in the program itself. I think it was Dylan that said that, right? Like yeah. that's that's the yeah. seriously. That's so the value. So I think when I talk about the the relationship with it, you need to have a positive relationship with these things. And so I really do look at it as like if I am am working my face off because I'm I'm scared I'm gonna run out of money, I will run out of money. But if I'm working my face off because Dude, I'm just so excited for what the future is. I'm so excited for everything I'm going to be creating, all the lives I'm going to impact. And I just, like some days, guys, like we're on a podcast. It's kind of a vacuum, right? Days sometimes suck. Like imagine if we all having a bad day today and we had a fucking podcast, right? Yeah. Like it'd be a very different podcast, right? Yeah. We just found out that like, I don't know, if we just found out that like Daniel died or something like that, <laughs> like God forbid, right? But we wouldn't even record the fucking podcast, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? We'd have to like do something that'd be really shitty, right? Yeah. So like- and, and even I'll think about like think about it like this. If I let's say you're working right and you're just I'm learning skills right. I'm online. I'm I'm practicing my copy. Okay, okay. Just that by itself. Now change the scenario. I have a gun to your head, and you need to write it. What changed? Not much. There's a gun now. The 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 reality changed, but all of a sudden it's way more intense, right? Because yeah. your relationship with the right now you don't now you die if you don't fucking do the thing. So it's like you know I think that that's a. Um, it's a really big key to how the world works. It's about it's about what it attracts to you. It's want, all about attraction. I want your take on yeah. putting yourself in an environment that will allow you to think like that. Because for me, it's cliche to say, but like where I grew up, it's small town New York. Like a lot of people are complacent with that, you know, busboy job and cot at night, right? Yeah. And it's like when you're in that environment, I feel like it's really hard to manufacture that level of motivation and mm. on its own. But then when you, I I moved to Tampa, it's like. I've never seen so many fucking G-Wagons and I would yeah. say Rolls Royce in my life, right? But it's like true. Like I've never seen such a volume of wealth in one place. And now it's like if all like, you know, these people are all successful. Like I want to work harder because. Yeah, I, I really I'm do. I'm not at that level yet. Yeah. yeah, I really do wish that I had like, like that's just not my reality. You know, I grew up in Scottsdale, Arizona. So it's like Lambos, G-Wagons, like the most I, I was. 20 minutes away from probably the most insane houses you guys have ever seen in your yeah. life. And we used to go up there and smoke weed just to look at the houses. Like when we were like 15, 16. 
So it's really hard for me to give advice on that based on like my own human experience. I was always around that. If I had to give like some advice, I, um, I, I think just like, you know, you got to kind of isolate yourself a little bit and curate your environment a lot. And I would really like, you know, cherish like podcasts, videos, listening to people and move out as fast as possible. Like try and get to somewhere where there is like a lot of abundance. I, I, I wish I could give the answer. I'm just, I can't because I haven't experienced that. I try only to teach from what I've experienced and what my life is. I think too many people try and pull like theoreticals and it's like, yeah, that's great. Yeah, cool. But like, it's hard for me to relate to that. So for the person that is, that is the advice I would give you is just try and curate your environment. Yeah. No, it's yeah. a good answer though. Get around the right people. Get yeah. around people that are doing what you want to be like doing. Like Klein Ascension. Like you join simple. a group where people are all doing this. We need to have a creative advisor to Klein Ascension Pipeline. I mean, dude, I was talking with Daniel about it and he was like, dude, like 40% of the people that come through are like not making money. And I was like, bro, like it's so complimentary. But then it's he ridiculous. was like, but we want to own that. And he's like, we're going to make our own version of the program. I was like, okay, whatever. Yeah, whatever. yeah. Mm. It, it would be though. And so like, oh, so I didn't even explain the forward slash yes at all. Okay, so that was from the Grant Cardone uh, yeah, Frank Kern uh, webinar where Grant just kept saying cardonkern.com forward slash yes cardonkern.com forward slash yes and he's just like <laughs> it's like so ecstatic because <laughs> forward slash yes like if if, if uh, I have maybe I'll just if we can do like a resource link or something I can post yeah. the link in the fucking and the thing it's one of the best webinars you'll watch in terms of just like learn from Grant and learn from Frank if you want to see visionary integrator perfect example not even like the content, just the presentation of it. Grant literally so. says it in the beginning. He's like, already, they're like 10 minutes in. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah man, this, this alone by itself is more than you need. Like, this is everything <laughs> you need right here, man. This is it. Come on, man. And then, dude, he like, he he gets up because he, he's the first hour. And the next hour is is Frank. And so he gets up. He's like, all right, man, he's going to like whiteboard or whatever, man. I, I got to go. And he's like, I got some apartments I got to look at, man. Dude, he like, Grant, Frank will ask him a question and he'll be like, yeah, so like, how do you believe building a person? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. And so he'll just like, he'll, yeah, 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 yeah. Look, man, I'm about to buy a 465 unit complex in Tampa, Florida. And he's like, look, I don't get there from myself. I get there with the brand, right? Because everyone's pitching it, right? And he's like, he's like doing this the entire night. Everyone's pitching it. Everyone's trying to get in. But because I'm me and because I have a brand, that's what gets me through the door. And he's like, then Frank has to like reel him in. Okay, how do you do that though, actually? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's like us and Daniel on the mastermind call. It's yeah, 100% yeah, yeah. bro. Man, 100%. It's so funny. I'll just get on and just start firing in all directions and we got to reel them back yeah and like, there'll, be, there'll be like an ounce of silence and they'll just be like you guys want to see some fucking shit and just like share a <laughs> screen and like show like million a dollars. super complex yeah funnel. dude he'll just randomly daniel be like on a space he'll just be quiet i need like a billion dollars <laughs> dude and that's imagine me dude i'm having to like interview him we're doing like a weekly interview now yeah it's the funniest thing because like I have to like, I didn't think this was, was going to happen, but like I should have because I've already been interviewing him for like, you know, other stuff that we work on. And I just forgot about this on the first episode. If you guys go watch it, I don't know if Daniel's going to publish all of them. I started to watch it. Dude, it's so funny because I'll ask Daniel a question. It's exactly that. Yeah, I own a 465 unit complex. Like it just goes <laughs> in that direction. And I have to be like, okay, so like what, but let's, let's bring this back. How would you integrate this for something? Like I have <laughs> so to, difficult. It, it is, but he, he Daniel has uh, an ability to express a lot of information. He can he can give out a lot of information to the point where, sure, you maybe didn't get the exact answer to your question, but you got a lot of other answers. Yeah, maybe yeah. The answer that yeah, dude, he, he that you didn't know. Daniel's one of my favorite people I've met, man. Like I just I love it because he is so unapologetically himself. This dude Facetimes me at fucking two a.m. last night. <laughs> Scott was right there, dude. He Facetimes me at not even two a.m. was when I picked out. It was like 
11 or 12. Dude, I, don't, I didn't want to go out. I just went back to the hotel. Like, I was already tired. Yeah. And he FaceTimes me. I'm mean, like in bed. You could tell him in bed. He's like, what the fuck is this pussy shit? And I was just like, I was like, I'm, I'm about to eat a pizza, bro. Like, I'm about to go to bed. And he was just like, dude, if you don't get out of here right now, you're fucking fired. I don't want to see this shit anymore. You're such a pussy. And I was just like, I was like, okay, all right. Bye. And hangs up. And then he's going to hit me back tomorrow. He's like, dude. I was so fucked up. Like, he's just gonna, like he's just. That's why I love him, bro. It's literally yeah, for, such a for, character. For like the three percent of viewers who know us but don't know Daniel, this is Black Hat Wizard, Cold Email Wizard on Twitter. So I'll give him. A why follow. does he still do? Like he's almost not Anon. Why does he still yeah. do the? I think it was just the the brand, the brand itself so is strong. Pretty strong. Point, like yeah. you see that that logo, stupid with the yellow background of the wizard. Hey, it's not so bad. Come on. Even he would admit, it's like, dude, I just made this in like a second. <laughs> or like, I just found this on Google Images, right? I, I don't mean stupid in that way, but. You know you know what, it, bro? So he has the group Internet Money. Yeah. This is, I, I remember talking about this with Dakota, where we were like thinking about when he made the name Internet Money. Is Daniel just thinking, like sitting there like, what do I call this thing? Well, what is it? internet money and then he just makes the fucking domain and everything it's like the most simple version of it yeah it's that's that's daniel just the simplest he did with the client ascension thing he just looked up like a triangle yeah it's just Google, a that's the logo what is it client ascension yeah that's no, great, dude. It's yeah. So great i was like dude pyramid probably not the best logo for a coaching program. fucking worked worked so, oh right for like a pyramid, pyramid scheme. Scheme. Uh, yeah it's a, but it's just like so in your face that like but it's, it's they're probably not. It's right. very clear you guys scheme. aren't a pyramid scheme, though. Like you're not telling your members like go get other members for us, and then we'll. You know, I don't know, like, man. I just asked you for like all of your creative advisor students so we can sell them on client essentials. I mean, so, I kind of. And yeah. If you recruit three and they recruit three, <laughs> what's interesting we is basically the, retire. Yeah, dude. <laughs> dude, with that with that income, bro. Honestly, dog, Imagine it's not a pyramid scheme, bro. It's just multi multi level twenty marketing. grand. I was under his fucking pyramid in forex. <laughs> yeah, That's you guys met. You get, really? Yeah. Oh wow. It was like summer before college and he's like who wants to make money online swipe up i'm like yeah me like, and he's like yo just sign up for this cool like foreign exchange trading thing i'm like yeah fuck it bro i like, wrote one of for his forex. affiliates dude forex is the wildest thing the like, worst people don't okay so think about this i'm i'm gonna butcher the numbers a little bit um and someone can go look this up but this is it's generally this okay i may be so off but it's like the general frame of, okay so every single day in las vegas about 150 million dollars gets circulated Okay, in the stock market is like several like billion dollars, like hundreds of billions of dollars in the stock yeah. market. In the forex market, it's like I think three or five trillion dollars a day in forex because it's just currencies, right? And I could, when I said the numbers are wrong, I don't remember, but it, it's like something like that it's gradual extreme. increase. Yeah, it's insane. So forex is like a wild industry. It's so interesting that like people will get started in that and they're like, yeah, I'm trying to make a bag, bro. And it's like, I I don't know. I think that a lot of these make money online skills that require money for you to make money probably aren't the best thing for you to start with because you get your you entire don't have money you don't have yeah, money. <laughs> your entire net worth can be clipped just like that so for how many times did we just blow a bag in forex oh my in god in college i remember i was like going to maine with my dad for a vacation and i was like watching my bitcoin trade like <laughs> up and down ten dollars like sweating my ass off like i was a college kid i had like no money i'm like Losing eighty bucks on a trade, like freaking the fuck. Yeah, out. I, that's I remember, like I remember losing like five hundred dollars, and I was like, "Dude, that's that's like so much twenty five percent of all the money I have to my name." Like this is terrifying. It's insane. That's five hundred McChickens. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like holy so shit. Much Chipotle, that's bro. Chipotle so for like yeah. I 
I used, it's it's funny because I uh, was talking about this in one day, and you look smacks your motherfuckers. Or yeah, about. fucking brute de force. <laughs> brute de force is such a character. See I, the problem with I your will, forex kids. I, I will interview him one day. That's for damn sure. I I will figure that out. Like I want to tweet do at him and have everyone reply, bro. It's pretty easy. I know, right? I, yeah. We got to get there. We got to get there. We have a good like got to have like a good presence. And I I'm so excited for that because I think that he's such a character. I've been on the spaces a couple times and it's been really reaffirming because he would just. You know, I mean, reaffirming in what sense? Like, it would literally be like, 100%, brother, you hit the nail on the head. And he would like, because we were talking about, he was like saying how copywriters are a bunch of geeks. And then I came on and explained my perspective. Like, I believe you need to live life if you want to be a really good copywriter because mm. it's all about understanding the human experience. Mm. And I mm. told a story how like, dude, I was I was writing for this, I think, survival offer or some sort of like, like the the market was gone, so grumpy old men, like fifty year old conservative, like loves Trump, Second Amendment, everything. Like that's the audience. I can't remember what the offer was for. It's like forever ago, and uh, I went to a gun show one weekend, not for market research. Like I just went to a gun show because mm. I live in Arizona, and that's how cool we are. We have gun shows, so <laughs> just yeah, going. a gun show every weekend. Yeah, bro. it's amazing, it's, dude. It's... Like I love. Like what's so wild? I on Twitter I posted like as a joke my gun on the table at a coffee shop. I, saw, yeah. I said the ultimate do not disturb sign. <laughs> and people freaked out at that. This is illegal. I'm like, it's not. Like, I live in Arizona, bro. <laughs> Open carry is 100% legal. Concealed carry is legal. You don't need a license wow. for it. Like, that's amazing. And so I, I was just wild for me to see that. I was like, oh, yeah, people don't have, like, the same reference for guns. Yeah. That I, guns are very normal. I have a gun by my side, like, not with me because I didn't travel, but, like, almost always there's, like, a Glock that's fully loaded with a round in the chamber at all times during my life. So it's like... Yeah, not all times of my life, like now in my life. And I was like seven years old, the fucking Glock. Glickety on my fucking table. No, so like basically I um I was at this gun show and I was like, I think it was by the ammo stand and I was just walking by and there was these three guys and I was looking at various different like mags and there was like three or four dudes, all gom, all like when I say gom, grumpy old men, they were all standing there and one of them, like, like they were talking about whatever the fuck, like Trump. And so one of them, though, is trying to talk about how he just bought a 1911, an original World War II 1911, and he had it framed. What is that? 1911. Colt 1911 was one of the um, original pistols that was made for World War II. Okay. Um, it is a, if you see it, you'll recognize it because yeah. you probably played COD at some point, right? So it's a, I mean, I have one. I would never carry it. That's like probably the dumbest fucking gun to carry with because it's like it's double. It's hard to explain, honestly, but it's like I just prefer Glock. Always carry with Glock because it's like you literally just point it out, shoot. You don't need to fucking take it off safety or anything. It's just that and you're good to go. Jeez. I love Glock. Uh, such a Glock guy. I, anyone that's like, oh, I need to buy my first gun. Glock. I, I convert them to Glock immediately because <laughs> once you go Glock, you never go back. You never you never go to any any other thing. So I um. I was watching these guys, and he's really trying to tell these guys, I just bought this 1911. And you ever seen it when you're in a conversation with someone, and they try and say, say the thing, and then someone else talks over them? And so usually the appropriate conversation dynamic is that, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll say it in a second, right? Let me let my friend finish his story, okay? But this guy kept talking over mm. this, this guy, trying to do it over and over and over again. And he just couldn't sit. Like he, By the way, guy, I got this. Yeah, and the guy kept talking over him over and over and over again, like a Grant Cardone, just like, yeah, 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 and just like going into it. And uh, I looked at this dude's face because I was kind of sad. Like, I just observed, like, I was there for like five minutes just watching them, like kind of like the side, right? Because I was like, oh, this is good, like, market research. It's my audience. Yeah. And um, I looked at his eyes, and he kind of went like this after about the third or fourth time, like, like down, looked down, clearly like, fuck, man. And what I, like, 
remember just looking at this dude's face and I was like, what I see right now in this man's face is a wife that doesn't respect him, a kids who don't, kids who don't respect him. I see someone who's been, this has happened his entire life and this is him looking down at the ground just like, fuck man, like why don't people want to listen to me? Because think about like that same exchange, it's Tate. Tate's the one trying to explain it. Everyone shuts the fuck up the second Tate starts talking, yeah. right? Because he's the most valuable person. And it hit me. I remember looking at that and just being like, bro, it's all about respect. Mm. I was, bro, I was like 20 at the time and figured this out. It's all about respect. Men just want respect. Every, we don't get cars because we want the fucking car. We want it because of the fucking respect it gets us. You don't get a fucking rolly like for the rolly. Yeah, you like it, but there's a level of respect you get with it. And even self-respect as well. And I remember thinking that and just being like, that's the fucking line. That's the intro. How many times have you felt like you want the respect that you deserve? Something like that, right? Yeah. You want the respect you deserve. You deserve it, right? And that just like, dude, that fucking letter pumped out cash because it was so relatable. So when I explain this to people that like what you need to be as a copywriter is someone who just understands the human experience so deeply, like I would have never got that experience had I not like actually went out and observed human behavior. Yeah. And uh, I talked about this on Brute Space where I was saying like, dude, that like, and that printed because I actually observed humans. I didn't just try to like theorize, theoretically like sit there in my room and just, just like, shit up. I'm going to figure it out. Bro, and he was like, when I explained to him, he's like, I bet that thing fucking printed. And I was like, it did. And he's like, yeah, because this, this is what most of these fucking copy geeks don't fucking understand, man, with these fucking online See, money the thing guys. about these Huberman types. Yeah, these Huberman types, man. Yeah, you know yeah. I'm the guy. And so, yeah, he just like, he, he, he was like, this is 100% it. And he's like, I fucking love that, brother. 100%, man. And so it was just like, hit cool. The nail on the head. Hey, hit the head. Hit the nail on the head, brother. And so that was like super cool. Like, I... I it's I, like, you ever watch the yeah. show Mad Men? Oh, 100%. Yeah. It's like, I was telling Scott this the other week. And it's like, the, the thing that people miss all of a sudden, like, I feel like in our industry specifically, in this little echo chamber, is like market research. Like, actually going and talking to customers in the market. And like, if you watch Mad Men... These guys are like not copy geeks. This is like the opposite of a copy or uh, a copywriting geek, like snowing over Don here. Ash, you know? <laughs> um, but basically, when they're writing an ad campaign, like I, I remember specifically, there was an episode or a segment where they're doing like a lipstick company. Yeah. And they had like ten girls in a screening room with like they couldn't see on the other side, and like there's a group of all the copywriters. Yeah, like watching the one side of the mirror. And seeing like. <clears throat> What do they choose? What color do they go for? How do they apply it? And they're watching and studying their customers that they're selling to yeah. so that they can write a relevant high converting campaign. I just and what was it like? Make your mark on him or something yeah, like that? Exactly, yeah, something exactly. like that. Yeah, he's yours. Yeah. Yeah. No, and that's research is such a big thing. And I think that one of the uh, best hacks I can give someone, if you're writing for a client, ask for the customer list. Can you give me phone numbers to call? I just want to cold call them. And then can we come up with some like, whatever, some sort of gift or something that we can give them, whatever, something like that, discount. And if they have a loyal enough fan base, they don't even need the discount. Yeah. But like I had a, a skincare company I was writing for ages ago and, I, and I, they gave me like a 20% off coupon. And so I was just cold calling the list. And um, another way that cold calling came like to become really useful for me in my life. Yep. And so I was just cold calling the list and you know getting a hold of like, I got a hold of like 15 women and offer them a 20% discount, set up a, like a longer interview call and was just talking with them and they told me everything. So across the board, the thing was like, yeah, like I've tried some of the more expensive stuff. It clearly just feels like it's a designer thing. Like it didn't really work. A lot of this stuff made my, my face look weird because of like, it, like the, it would make me break out or whatever. They were like, it's the chemicals, I don't like it. 
And so the angle I took was like, it's easy on your skin. It's something like that. Like it was thinking about how it, no harmful chemicals. Um, we don't break out. You won't break out. You won't have any weird chemical reactions because we don't use weird chemicals in our stuff, right? And it, there was some angle. I can't remember exactly what it was, but that was one of the main benefits I highlighted. There's a reason that thing did really well because yeah. the yeah. women were like, I have that exact problem. It's like they're reading my mind. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. literally, you are. Yeah. That's the point. yeah. Um, yes, and that's literally applicable for everything. Like, even for me, still, the mindset that I try to get into is just when you're in the beginner phase or just you haven't really done high-level consulting yet and you're just like, everything's a fucking scam. Like, this guy on the podcast is lying about being able to pick up girls and write good copy. Yeah. Like, this program is just here to take my money because at one point, that was me. They'll be like, cope. Yeah, just like tweet, yeah cope. exactly. You must deal with that a ton because your program yeah. is helping people go from zero to one. What I found to be super helpful, just like a more tactical tip if somebody's struggling to connect with another person on a sales call, is if you can break the fourth wall and talk about things from a third-person perspective. Yeah. Like when you're doing objection handling, like, dude, at this point, it seems like you're super, super skeptical. I understand that. At one point, I was just like you, and I was like, all right, these guys are clearly lying, right? If it was actually something that worked the way that he says it does, you would be a billionaire, blah, blah, blah. He's just here to take my money, right? Completely understand that. And just like removing yourself and talking about that. I love that. that. But uh, I, I, was, I was curious to ask you about that. Because you're helping people go from zero to one, Knowing that there's only like a certain success rate that's attainable, yeah. right? Like there's a certain amount of people that are just going to you know, buy it and then just fuck off and they're not going to do anything. Sure. Like yeah. what's, your, what's your thought process on that? Like how do you, uh, I guess, come to grips with the fact that, hey, this isn't going to work for everyone? And like, I guess, how do you still make it a good offer, right? Like do you well, still offer a guarantee? Work. Like how does that work? Yeah. So here's how I look at it. I mean, my guarantee is pretty simple. Like... I, I guarantee you, you will make back your investment in the program. Like okay. I guarantee you'll make $5,000. So it's like people are like, oh, how much does the problem co program cost? That's how much it costs. Yeah. Like I hate when people are like, oh, we got to hide the price rate. That's how much it costs. Yeah. Don't like, we have other options. There's payment plans. Like I don't feel the need to hide it, right? Like that's, that's what it is. Um, do I have lower tiered options at, at the moment? No. I don't have a $500 program or anything like that. I, I, I wouldn't want to rob someone of the experience. Like I want you to actually put your fucking ass on the line. Because that's what makes you fucking take it seriously. Yeah. $500, you don't take it seriously. $50, you don't take it seriously. How many times was there a $50 program where there's like wild fucking results? Not that many. The reason why I have like, I can give you five fucking case studies of dudes who completely transformed their life is because they gave me a, a decent chunk of money. So, because um, it makes you take it, serious, take it seriously. So what I do when it comes down to it with my program is help people understand that, look, dude, you may go the route I went. You may go become a freelancer, crush it, do all that. You may do that. You may also go and become an agency owner and start a really successful agency. You may go and become an e-commerce store owner. You may go start an Amazon FBA store. You may go and, and start a lead gen company. You may go X, Y, Z, right? What is universal across all these different routes is all these different types of businesses come to me to consult on their business, to help them sell more. Why? Because I have the skills they need. Mm. They may be really good at running an e-com store. They do not know how to build out fucking email automations the way I do. They do not know how to fucking write a really fucking good piece of ad copy the way I do. So those skills are universal. So regardless of if you, if you want to go down this route and you want to go and do what I did and you want to go become a freelancer, you could certainly make that happen. But um, if you want to go a different route, like don't feel like, oh, I lost, well, I was a waste of money. Dude, you got skills that like, we, we focus on really just four basic skills. 
copywriting, digital marketing, sales, and AI. Where are you like, where's that not going to show up in your life in whatever it's business like you go down? Yeah. Even if you do, even if you go get a position like a CMO or something like that, or you go and get a job after that, dude, that's still useful for you. Your ability to sell yourself and, and like it, that's never going to go away as being useful. So Obviously, yeah, I understand that some people aren't going to take it as seriously, but the way that I try and create that for people is really, really strong community. I really like, I check in, I like just, Hey, how are you doing? Like just hitting people up, checking in. Like my goal is to create a community that people want to show up to. And the second I see someone straying off immediately, like escalate, like, like what's going on? What's, Cause I've, I'm not dumb. I know what's going on. Are we experiencing some doubt. Yeah. Are we experiencing this? Right. And dude, I think it's just about helping people realize that, um, you know, if you focus on this, you will make it happen. That's it's it's a very simple game. You're gonna tell me if you fucking do my cold outreach method for 500 fucking companies, you're not gonna get one of them to assign you. It's really hard not to. You need to be like borderline retarded to make that happen. So so I think that it's very very easy if someone just applies the method and play, just actually does what we talk about in the program. So it's like, you know, dude, I um. I just think for for the person that's coming into to something like that and they're like, oh, you know, I don't know whether I'm going to, you know, whether I'm going to go all the way with this or whatever. Like, dude, what's important is I, I think you should go into a program that teaches you skills, like yep. skills. There's programs that are like, we're going to do this, this and this. Well, it's like, OK, but like that's outdated now. Right. Like we're teaching something that was relevant in 2015 or 2016 when like this info product realm first popped off or like someone will go into a program on how to build courses. Bro, you Only have nothing. Yeah, something like that, right? It's something like that. Fucking Romania. Romanian muddy Twitter. It's like the all the OnlyFans guys. Probably, in my opinion, one of the most annoying parts of, of Twitter is that. I'm just like yeah, 100%. Dude, I'm just like, I'm like, oh my God, just shut the fuck up. Bro, step in the ring. <laughs> all right, dude. <laughs> <laughs> fucking all right. It's like that uh the second I see that, I don't remember who I think it's Ben Affleck. It's like him like outside smoking the cigarette. Yeah, it's just looking like this. Fucking like, hell. Why does every meme include a cigarette? Because it's accurate. <laughs> I mean a cigarette can have a cigarette can be like, haha, right? Or like oh, fuck, right? It's the wide spectrum of emotions. So yeah, I, I mean not to go too off topic, but yeah, dude, I just think that um regardless of wherever, whatever route you go, I think freelancing is one of the best ways for you to get started because then eventually, dude, like, look at me, I'm now going and starting, I want to start a coaching business. If I wanted to go, if I was super passionate about health and wanted to become a fitness coach, right? I would, while I'm building my freelancing, build a fat personal brand around coaching fitness and then eventually be in a position where I can go and sell something because I know the skills. Those skills apply to every fucking industry and that's my argument for it. Like, if you want to go become an agency owner, do you think, not think it makes sense for you to have a really good understanding of what copy, good copy, good digital marketing, good sales, and yeah. good AI looks like so you can actually run the ship? Imagine you get on a ship. You have no idea what a good like, ship crew looks like. It's kind of hard. So, tough. Yeah. yeah. Are, we, are we almost at the lightning round? Five, five hour mark, lightning round? <laughs> We're at, uh, I don't know, we've been going for what? How long? Almost, Almost two hours. Right, light, lightning round questions. Yeah, you, you you challenged us to go Rogan style, so I was ready to go another hour and a half. But yeah, we'll, we'll go into the lightning round, Christian. Okay. Kick it off. You know, seasoned podcast veterans, they fight through adversity, man. I'm struggling right now, but it's okay. <laughs> we're going to power through it, and we're going to do the lightning round. All right, let's do it. Let's get a little faster. That's what I did. Might need a drink, I'm a new yeah. man right now. I'm about um, to get another one for the All right, one. so lightning round, series of quick questions. You got to give them lightning answers. Not but actually. they tend to triple out of Clientascension.com for success. Yeah, there we go. That's, that's the first answer. <laughs> All there right. Okay. Question number one. If you could have dinner with any three people, dead or alive, who would they be? Um, number one would be Alex Jones. Like, <laughs> it's fucking so easy with that. Dead or alive, it, 
first would be Alex Jones. It'd be the coolest thing because that that just would be for me. Like it'd be just so cool. Um, number two, I would say someone like Andy Warhol would be really interesting to explore his mind. Number three would be Steve Jobs. Actually, I'm sorry, Andy Elon instead of an Andy. I love Andy Warhol. I think he's a, a phenomenal artist. But like Elon, and then um, who did I just say? Elon, Steve Jobs. Elon. Steve Jobs. Alex Steve Jobs. Jobs. Yeah, that's Steve a Jobs. good crew. That'd be amazing. If I could have all three of them at once, holy fuck, that'd be wild. Okay. Ooh. Let's go. Next one. Yeah. This is more this one is more like philosophical, I guess, but it's if you could put out one tweet, two hundred and eighty characters or whatever, if you have Twitter blue, it could be way longer. Um now. But if you could put out one tweet that's guaranteed to be seen by every single user on Twitter, what would you say? You will become what you think about. Yeah. Oof. You will become what you think about. If you if you utilize that, you can have whatever you want in your life, good or bad. Yeah. Love it. So Am I going to become a butt? <laughs> I think about ass constantly. Yeah. Jesus. You'll become uh, lustful. I'll tell you that if you think about yeah, it constantly. Yeah. Uh, the bonk. This guy's. A bonk. Yeah. Go to horny yeah. jail. Let's go through all these. Horny zero. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you've been through a few paradigm shifts in your life. Um, I guess another one would be if, if like Jeff Bezos was to step in, hand you, I don't know, $50 million. Says, Listen. He sets the stage for this every time. You've so got to stop running your company right here's the money you mm. got to stop doing everything that you're doing right now yeah a would you take it and b what would you do next i'd take it and then give it all away immediately i don't want to do his thing like i i'm just so confident with my path i know people are like oh yeah of course like i'm just designing a theoretical situation because this won't happen like what will be the most entertaining <laughs> yeah movie option right take the money and just give it all away and then just say okay bye and go back to my thing like to me, I don't value run. I don't want to create someone else's vision. I want to create my vision. I have my vision for my reality and what I want to create. I do not. There's no amount of money that would do that. I think I'd have to think about this for a while. So I'd probably say no then, right? Because I yeah. don't want to do what he's doing. But if I could take it and do that. I was going to say, you kind of broke the rule. Of this yeah, yeah, yeah. If I could take it and just <laughs> give it away, I would. Because I have my, my, my vision of reality that I'm going to create. I don't want to create someone else's. Guys, so basically for $50 million, you would not change course right now. It's like, why? No, like, it's, what's the 50 million even for? Like, do I have to do something? Do I just, like, what? Uh, I, let's just say it's like an, an acquisition. where He just buys a, me out? There's an infinity non-compete. Oh, and he wants to buy my program out? Every, like, your... Me? He just yeah. buys me? I can't be me? Basically, just you <laughs> as, vague question. You as I'm a like, copywriter. You as yeah. a copywriter. I can't ever do copy again? Yes. Well, I can't make any business ever again. I mean, it'd be like... I mean, it's a crazy question. I I would just have to say... It's a ridiculous question. I'm assuming question. that the money would be like, I own you now, and you have to come work for Amazon, right? And you'd do that. Yeah, I fucked it up, man. What would you do as soon as you got acquired to celebrate? Basically, oh, okay. I mean, if I had to, yeah. If you sold your business for $100 million, what would you do the next day? I would... Um, I mean, I'd obviously go like blow some money and have a little bit of fun, right? But I think above all else, I would go immediately to like my next section of the vision is I would probably like start building like private schools and create like the best fucking like charter school, private school education in all of America that like focuses on teaching people real skills. Like the kids, fuck the mitochondria as the powerhouse of the cell. Like <laughs> give that to the kids that want to go down that route. I mean, there's something deeper there. Yeah, like, like I, I was going to say yeah. Yeah. that's better than what they're teaching nowadays. <laughs> Yeah, like I, I would just say like actually build a real education system because I think that that would have the greatest impact 
on like the future. Yeah. That's what I was getting at. Gender I am violently hung over. So, I mean, Gender was, theory, yeah. That was the angle. We got yeah. the answer. All right, there we go. I was like, I was, there was like six different answers there. All right, let's I go. I was just trying to think of like acquiring a business, but like your business is something that's very hard to acquire because just like it's me, your brain. It's me. Yeah. By me, yeah. yeah, no. All right, I'm, I'm excited for this one. If you could, you had all your best, closest friends and family at a dinner and you got to choose the appetizer, entree, and dessert. What do you, what's your appetizer, meal? steak tartare, um, meal, ribeyes, and then dessert, probably like. Either, oh, it's such a tie between like creme brulee or like or uh, cheesecake. I just love cheesecake. Love cheesecake. We late at nighttime. <laughs> Sensational. Yeah, yeah. Never yeah. skip dessert, bro. Yeah, I love cheese. I've actually never had creme brulee. It's amazing. It, it, it's amazing. So I, I do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got another one. I can I can keep rattling these off. It's pretty much a. Rob. I'm on a bullets, man. I'll ask, my, I'll ask myself a question. You don't have any bullets left in that yeah. Yeah. One more, one yeah. more impression. Leave us with a, a 2024 campaign message from Donald Trump. Can I do Alex instead? <laughs> yeah. Or if I had to, okay, here's all. Here's what I'll leave you guys with because I think this is a good way to wrap up the episode. Because like we were, we were talking about, we went super deep on conspiracies. Like the first night, yeah, dude. Christian was <laughs> like, just like, "Get these out of the way before the podcast." <laughs> yeah, Christian was like, "Dude, he was like, I'm having a fucking anxiety attack right now." <laughs> you just explain this to me. If I had to like summarize, people constantly asking me like, "What's the conspiracies? Like, what's your biggest conspiracy?" It's literally this. It's that there's one. I'll do an Alex Jones. There's one conspiracy. The conspiracy is basically this. It's that there is good and there is evil, and the elite are all about transcendence. They're all about reaching the next level, and some are good, some are bad, some are a mix of both. And so, realistically, what it is, is understanding that this is a constant war that is being played out at all times, and man's job under the guidance of God is to go towards good. And there are people, though, that have strayed completely from God who are trying to push humanity in this direction because they believe that is their goal to ultimately create chaos, create destruction, ruin the world. And so it is man's job in this world to find out what is good, what is bad, and guide himself towards the good. That's inherently how you will become the best version of yourself. We said wars.com forward slash yes. There you go. All right. That's, yeah. that's, that's got to be the, there we go. Shout shout Ribbon on the thing. There we go. Boom. Shout out to Alex Jones for coming on the podcast today. That was dope, bro. They're freaking lizards. <laughs> They're lizard people. Yeah. Um, but seriously, last question, Nick. Yeah. First off, appreciate you popping out for a pod. Mm -hmm. That was super dope conversation. Um, learned a lot about you and your background and, and just the work that you're doing is super dope. So appreciate you for that. 100%. Seriously. And all the work you're doing. I think it's, Amazing. You're helping a lot of people. Thanks, dude. And it's at the right time, too. Yeah. So, was there, they said, so I'm getting there. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I was like thank, thank you. Yeah, I appreciate the, it. The question is uh, where can our audience find you, follow you, and just learn more about everything you're working on? Yeah, dude. The main platform I'm like really bullish on is Twitter. I just, I love Twitter so much. So, it's Nicholas Verge on Twitter. We're definitely going to start like expanding a little bit more to like YouTube and, Dude, it's just about focus again. Like if I have, you know, once I have a little bit more of a team built out for social media and yep. all that, we'll start hitting Instagram a little bit harder and, and all these other TikTok and all that stuff. But Twitter's the main platform, at Nicholas Verge on there. Um, shoot me a DM. Like I, I open every single fucking DM. If you don't, if you hit me up with like some random shit, like, hey, have you considered whatever, sir, have you considered short form content? Like I probably will not respond, but <laughs> if you actually hit me up with like a genuine like question or something, like I'm always more than happy to respond. So yeah, uh, Twitter's the best platform. Yeah. And you're always on like spaces and you're I, all love, over. I do. I love Twitter so much. It's yeah. the, it's the coolest platform. So 100%. yeah. Oh hey, yeah, man. Appreciate you, bro. Awesome. 100%. Thanks for coming. 100%. Thanks, brother. Thank you, sir.